Fifth Risk presents Popcorn, the podcast. Popcorn, a fifth risk production. This is episode 18, and we're here for your fix of pop culture and, of course, watches. My name's Charith, and I'm here with the Doctor, aka It's Official, Get Over It, Aaron Rodgers Will Never Be the Goat. Hey, Sid, how are you? Hey, 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 it's fine. Three time MVP, uh, but I do take my hat off to today's winners, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, number seven. He is the GOAT. It's fine. Good. Just checking. Do you know? Do you know if people really care if someone's a three-time MVP in the NFL? It's not like it's not like being an MVP in in, in the NBA. I think it's a little bit different. It's not as good. Maybe, Is being an MVP but... really worth anything now that Derek Rose has an MVP? Because he didn't deserve it, and he's an MVP. I'm 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 done. <laughs> I'm I'm out. First, Charith comes out and he goes, and that's it. Give two of my favorite players of my favorite teams. <laughs> I hate you both. Hey, so you've just heard him, uh, and this is this is going to be the the tone of today's podcast, I think, for poor Sid. Nah, kidding. In the third chair, we have from at Photo Monkey, aka the Rice Beast, Paul. How you going, mate? Hey, boys. So. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Serious business uh, voice from Paul. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Yet. Like, you know, I've, I've, you guys are on like a professional network. I thought maybe I had to like be professional. Professional network. Somewhere. I like it. <laughs> as professional as uh, you guys can be. Like, it's not like I can start calling you C Money and the and the glass, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's the glass? Because aren't you? Yeah, Sid, isn't he like a tall glass of water for all them thirsty bitches out there? I thought that's what we were talking about. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) In fact, change. We are are renaming this podcast Sea Money and the Glass. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Tall glass of water for the thirsty That's actually. (laughs) Oh, that's your AKA next week. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'll oh, take like it. it. That's actually not bad. The this glass. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so speaking of, let's just let's get these out of the way because I want to get an intro into Paul to Paul. Sid, we'll do our drink check and wrist check. Sid, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, my drink check. I have a very very small glass of uh, Starwood Old Fashioned. Uh, what do you mean I've small got... glass? Like a like a miniature glass or? Like, uh, no, it, glass is a, it is a normal normal sized glass with a small amount of old fashioned in it, and uh, and I've got my Bremont MD2 because I was wearing it to work today and I didn't take it off yet. Sorry, like, when, do you drink it without ice? Do you just drink it neat? Because you guys always give me shit about drinking things with ice. So, so, so are you drinking this, this one, neat? That's an no, old fashioned. This one, yeah. it's an old fashioned. It should have ice in it. I, I have a block. I have like a large ice block thing, mold thingy, and I put a large ice block in. And then he puts a really so, teeny tiny bit of yeah, teeny tiny bit of old fashioned in it. Just today, just today. It's been a long day, and if I have any more than that, I'll fall asleep. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Paul. <laughs> Let's give you shit. Um, so what I'm drinking is I'm drinking Jimmy Rum, uh, oaked 
rum, so it's like this gold-winning rum nice. on ice. And uh, on my wrist, I'm wearing the Rolex Submariner Hulk that's Love recently it. been discontinued. <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, I've got my Springbank 10, just uh, two shots of Springbank 10, uh, neat, and I'm wearing my Tudor Black Bay GMT. Um, you've, you've started getting into Springbank, haven't you, Paul? I, I did. Did you buy any of that uh, cast strength that we were told about the other day? No, I missed out. It sold out fast. Oh, really? Shit, I bought a bottle. I just thought nobody wanted it, so I just bought a bottle. Oh, nice. I didn't know it was that popular. I, I think I got in late. Man, I, I was like... Sneaky, thanks sneaky to, Paul Flex. Yeah. Like, thanks thanks to <laughs> what we've learned recently, I I just... Springbank or bust, as far as I'm concerned. Like, Campbelltown whiskeys are my favorite thing right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you live that life. Yeah. Um, Paul, let's get yes. a little uh, background on you, man. So, maybe just a, a quick intro about you, and then obviously, uh, you know... Obviously, being a watch uh, channel, just maybe about your watch collection or your history with that as well. So, I am a photographer. I'm currently being made uh, unemployed by COVID because I shoot at um, Fashion Week in Tokyo and Paris, which I do not do anymore. So, right now, I just have a cosmetic skin clinic in Fitzroy. Uh, I help run it with my wife and and yeah. As for watches, um, I've always had watches. I've had watches since I was about 17. My first watch was a Rolex Submariner. Uh, yeah, and I got a little collection. Nothing fancy like Sea uh, Money over there, but uh, it's all right. That's, uh, that's our second Submariner as a first watch on Popcorn. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's not my f- like first watch ever, but I guess if we're talking about um, first, like, big higher-end watch. watches. Your first like good watch. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, like our second, yeah. our second person to do that. That's, that's... And that's yeah. the no date Pretty solid. that you that you've got still, the black no date. No, I, it was a five five one three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. not just a Submariner. Like that's a that's, that's a good Submariner. <laughs> yeah, but it was. But when I was seventeen, like it was what's that ninety seven? They, they were just like they were subs. You know what I mean? They weren't nothing super fancy. It's like saying I have a Porsche, but I bought you know a nineteen sixty eight mint condition, like. 9-11 like that's that's the same thing anyway yeah one thing one thing i'll say about your watch collection and i know you you you're being all like low-key humble but then you're going to do a humble brag later i know you are um, <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> but your watch collection you seem to be particularly with what we now regard as hype or popular or in demand or hard to get watches you seem to be very much ahead of the curve you've got watches that at the time you were like, this is what I like. I'm going to get it. And like, like your Hulk that you're wearing now. And many, quite a few years later down the line, suddenly that watch is really, really hard to get. So what do you, and I know obviously having Rolexes and Patek's help, help with that. Um, Hmm. But what, what's your thing in regards to what you look for when you buy a watch? Um, I don't know if it's just a watch thing. I think it's just everything that yeah. I do. Like, um, like I've always listened to vinyl records only because I, uh, I, th- I thought CDs weren't gonna last and vinyls were gonna be forever. So, and now vinyls are in again. And before, you know, I was at a, I'd be at a vinyl fair and it'd just be me, and um, 
like a dude in flannel uh sorting through records and now there's hipsters everywhere are they the same person are they both you uh yeah yeah it was in the 90s it was me in flannel like searching through vinyls but and then and then you know like i used to read comic books and stuff and now comic comic books have been i like the new hotness isn't it so um i don't know i just wish people would just stop liking shit i like and would just so i could uh just buy stuff in peace like sneakers like when i used to buy sneakers everyone used to make fun of me and call me amelda marcos and now like you know everybody having i don't know 20 30 sneakers seems like a normal thing right yeah yeah absolutely charith charith can we redo the intro and introduce paul as amelda marcos please Oh, Amelda Marcus has nothing on me when it comes to shoes. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's kind of get into that because I want to hear about your like your sneaker collection a little bit. Now you, um, I've, yeah. I've been to your house as as a friend, um, and I've seen your room, which is <laughs> as, as opposed to as opposed to what? <laughs> as, uh, a <laughs> well, <laughs> as opposed to an acquaintance or just someone that's just turned up at your house. I don't know. Um, yeah, or, that's that's you know, fair. A handyman. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's fair. Uh, you know, you, you know, you're, you're like me, man. You're always trying to save money. Just get some unqualified Sri Lankan dude to fix your pipes. Oh, hang on, I'll edit that out. Wait, where is this going? <laughs> so your room with sneakers, it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty like impressive and also it's extremely um like it just boggles the mind a little bit first of all when did you go oh hey i need to build a room for this and you know create a you know custom walls around the whole room and then second thing is um when are you going to stop because it's getting just too much uh i built like when we got this new home uh, I built the, I used to have a floor for shoes. Um, but then when we moved to this new house, it's smaller. So uh, I just put like the room that you're talking about is my office and the shoes on the wall isn't really my shoe collection. It's more my wear, my wearing rotation. So I just but, needed uh, a place on, where on, I could on. just. Hang on. How many shoes are in your wearing rotation? Cause we're talking about hundreds of shoes oh. on the walls there. All right, let me let me count for a sec. So one, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Six, Listeners, we'll see you next seven. week on when so Paul's finally finished counting one, all the shoes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So what? Seven fours are twenty-eight plus seven. So that's ninety-eight. So ninety-eight by one, two, three, four. So ninety-eight by four. So what? So that's like four hundred. Yeah, nearly 400, but there's some on the top. So yeah, it's 400 plus. That's my wear rotation. Plus I got some in box, some uh, some in uh, like a shoe boxy kind of thing. And so yeah, so I probably got about 550 in wear rotation. That's, you know how many days there are in the year, right? One and a half years <laughs> worth of shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you put on a pair so... of shoes and you're like, hey, I'll see you in uh, July 2022. I'll see you in 18 months. That's, yeah. that's correct. So, so what I normally do is I normally try to wear one shoe once a year unless i really like it then i might roll another one but yeah when was your last double up when was the last time you wore the same oh i would like? i would double up all the time because i got a pair of like new balance 990s i wear all the time like because i'm a dad and when i'm taking my son in the morning i don't have time to build, like work out which shoe i'm going to wear today so i just sort of 
put on those nine. How good are New go. Balances as a, as a solid dad shoe as, as a dad as well? Well, it's kind of shit. It's kind of shit right now because they're starting to get popular again, and they're as, hard to get. As as the only <laughs> as the only non dad here, uh, I also think they're fantastic. They are my. They're like literally. They're my lit- on go to um, on call shoes at work. Do you have a pair of New Balance, Charith? I do. I've got a pair from Sid as well, actually. I oh, don't yeah, know you, New Balance yeah. references like you guys do. But I, I do. Uh, what were, what I find New Balance references. Uh, I actually don't remember. If you tell me the color, I'll remember which. They were the gray and purple it. ones. Oh, yeah. So those are 580s, I think. Okay. They're comfy. Yeah, See, yeah. I struggle with New Balance numbers. They're like Pateks. Like, just name the fucking watch. Name the fucking shoe. Why are yeah. you like, um, giving me I, fucking numbers all the time? I agree. Um, but like in my rotation now, I've got 997.5s, which are great, and the 990v4s, which are also awesome. Those are like yeah. my two New Balances I wear all the time. Yeah, Shout so out to New Balance. Yeah. Get that sponsorship. <laughs> okay, so so we'll just we'll just get through a couple of news points for the week, um, and then I've got a listener question. Actually, let's do the listener question first, because this one's fun, uh, considering that all three of us are, are sports fans. The question is from... Putz, who's a friend of mine, and it's as sports fans, who are the most annoying sports fans of a club or national team in the world? We'll start with you, Sid, because I definitely want to go third here. Okay. Uh, Potentially a controversial opinion, but because I am a staunch India cricket supporter, I'm going to say Australian cricket fans can be very, very one-eyed and... uh, I would say annoying at times. Uh, number one, number two, Collingwood Magpies AFL fans. Um, That's Australian rules football for That's everyone. Australian rules football for those yeah. of you listening not in Australia. Uh, those are my two my two pet peeves of uh, fans of sports that I love. Okay, that's interesting, Paul. Um, any team from Boston because they all suck and all the people from Boston who follow them are assholes so anyone from Boston uh, that follows the sports team yeah they suck definitely have people from that area listen to this podcast (laughs) yeah 100% they suck Uh, Liverpool soccer supporters where the fuck did you all come from for a long time everyone used to be Manchester United and Arsenal supporters and now everybody's fucking singing that fucking song you can take that song and shove it up your ass we need to put a language warning at the start of this episode. <laughs> no, like it's good. I like it. I'm all in on this. Uh, okay, and also let him get his third one in. Like twenty years, yeah. but but I totally get it with the, the new Liverpool supporters. They suck. But totally. where the so, fuck uh, they all come let me, from? Let me, uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Sid. Who are your favourite Liverpool players? It was. It was. No, no, I'm, I'm not answering that question, but... but <laughs> no, who are your favourite Liverpool players? Well, I'll tell you where they yeah, came from. I bet you can't name your favourite Liverpool player, but you can sing that fucking song, can't you, Sid? <laughs> I guarantee you. Go on, go on. Sing the song. Sing the fucking song. I'm not singing the song. And Steven Gerrard is the answer to that question. <laughs> you just Googled Steven Gerrard. You just I did Googled Google that. Name a current player. Mo Salah. I don't know. Name, I don't fucking name, follow Liverpool. Name can... your goalkeeper. Nah. <laughs> I'm watching that's why, I didn't, that's why I didn't go for a, a football team. I went for cricket and AFL. So you yeah, but you know, you know every word to that fucking song, don't you? I probably did once upon a time. Yeah, see? 
Say trash. Uh, Not you, my, but just trash. My answer, I, I thought this one was pretty easy. My, and sorry, Sid. My answer, and it's very odd that you said the Australian cricket supporters because it's clearly the Indian cricket supporters. Yeah, it's definitely but Indian supporters. They but are I'm the worst, supporters as most well. annoying sports fans on the planet. <laughs> They're so fickle. They essentially expect India to win every game, and if they don't, they burn effigies and stone yeah. their houses. And then, I don't know, it's they're just... And the trolling on on Instagram, if you guys follow the ICC is, or any it, Australian cricket player... It's not or good. Any it's other very low-quality trolling. <laughs> it's atrocious. But then, the Indian cricket supporter also, if they notice a woman is on, on there, they just like... They're like bagging like what she says, but then they're also trying to hit on her at the same time. It's just, yeah, very, very, uh, they're it's very a, fickle. It's a weird vibe. It's a weird vibe. Did, I, I did weird you see vibe. the Indian captain the other day just yank one of his players by the neck? That's kind of gangster. <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, they, were walking up, they were walking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were walking up uh, like uh, at the end of the match and, the, and he was like high-fiving everyone. And then one of the players, he just grabbed him by the neck and started yelling at him. I was like, oh, okay. That's different. He's <laughs> very Asian dad, but uh, when you think about it. Um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've got... <laughs> and the whole, like, Andrew Simons, you know, calling an Australian cricket player a monkey when, I don't know, I'm, I'm brown. I'm like, why are we calling other people... Why are we calling people monkeys? Uh, yeah. Like, why that are we doing that? That was not a strong move. That was not a strong just, move at all. Totally. I just didn't yeah. get it. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway... Andrew, uh, Andrew Simons called somebody a monkey? No, no. Some Indi- an Indian cricket supporter called Andrew Simons a monkey many that, years ago. Not, like not a good. whole stadium called him a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> well, there was that. Yeah, it was not ah. good. There was not uh, a strong move for my like, people. Hang on. Um, other than that, yeah, I think most, like, I think most, like, bandwagon supporters, I, I, have, I do go for quite a few teams that have a little bit of bandwagon supporting, but Dallas Cowboy fans, just not my vibe. Um... Oh, the Lakers shut fans, up. How, how are Dallas vibe. Cowboy fans bandwagon supporters? We haven't won anything in, since the 90s. I know, but just like Cowboys fans, just, just yeah, not my vibe. Uh, Yankees, New York Yankees supporters, not my vibe. <laughs> Hang on, what's your, what team do you support in, um, in American sport, Paul? Hey, to be fair, I followed the Dallas Cowboys because I went to school in Dallas, Texas, So, and there's no way you're going to go for any other team there, right? And yeah, yeah, follow the Yankees. Who do you follow? The Mets. I do follow the Mets. Bless. Yeah, bless you're never going to you're never going to see a World Series ever. Uh, good luck. I have seen I've seen two World Series. I just haven't seen a World Series win. So thank you. Uh, if Le- if if LeBron James hasn't told you anything, it's that it's better to not make the fucker finals than to get there and have everybody lambast you for losing. Look, we've got the best pitcher in the game. We just made some good, shrewd signings, and we've got new ownership, Steve Cohen. I'm very excited about the future of the Mets. Shout out, Steve Love Cohen. Uh, maybe you want to sponsor the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> Steve Cohen. Let's get him on. Big watch guy. Paul. Yes. Now, you, you're actually like one person that I, I think watches so many movies and watches... You know, I don't want I don't want to say oh more movies or less movies, but you you like you're one person that you like you actually tell me about movies that I've got no idea about. Um, yeah. What have you been watching lately? I recently watched uh, Shadow in the Clouds, which um, 
I think it's uh, an Asian director, uh, and it was filmed in New Zealand. It is fucking, uh, but it was written by Max Landis. I don't know if you know who Max Landis is. Mm-hmm. I think Sid, I think uh, Charith, you do. But um, anyway, it's bonkers. Like at one stage, the female character falls out of a plane and into the, an exploding uh, like jet fighter plane that pushes her back into the plane. If that gives you an idea of the type of movie it is. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the one. That's the one with Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, it's a it's a war movie that they for some reason decided to add a gremlin subplot to, for no reason. That's also like, no re- that sort of special effect is like something you'd come to expect from, uh, like Fast and the Furious, whatever number they're up to. Like that's a Fast yeah. and Furious staple mm. special effect. It was literally like the studio went, how can we make this more fast than the Furiousy? And then one of them went, hey, let's drop her out of the plane and have an explosion push her back into the plane. And they were like, nailed it. <laughs> I thought that was a horror movie for some reason. Yeah, because there's a gremlin in it. and it, oh, But yeah. he's not even... He's not, he's like 10% of the movie. He, he's not even like propelling the movie. There's another subplot entirely with a... With a baby in a bag. What's like, the movie called again, uh, Paul? Shadow in the Cloud. Shadow in the Cloud. Shadow in the Clouds. Max Landis, uh, he wrote Chronicle, yeah. which was kind of a pretty cool movie five, ten years ago. Um, and he also directed, uh, or not uh, director, he wrote Bright, didn't he? he the, the Will yeah, Smith. he did. He wrote Bright. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. As shitty as that movie was, it was still better than Wonder Woman 1984. What? Shadow in the Cloud or Bright? Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't like no, Wonder Woman, bo- didn't you? Both. Yeah, because it sucked. No? <laughs> no, I no. I, like, I, I thought it was pretty... I, I thought it was it. like... I, I thought it was not... She raped as a man. As the first one. She raped a man in that film. What are you talking about? What did she rape? What you- no, he was somebody else. She didn't rape him. He was he taking was over another man's body... Else. Wow, this is a, okay, this is a Char- strong take. Okay, Charith. Hypothetically, hypothetically, if somebody takes over your body and he fucks another dude, did you get raped? I think you did, sir. What it's is that rape? It's not rape. It, it's a hundred percent rape. It's rape city. Not only is it rape city, I don't know why she it's has... not rape, but I, I just not. I just don't think it's rape. And and on top of it, she makes she does nothing heroic in the movie. Her whole, the whole point of the movie is that everybody has to give up what they want for the greater good of mankind. But she doesn't even do that. Like Steve Trevor, the dude turns around and goes, I think you should leave me. And she goes, and she turns around and runs off. She didn't even make that choice. He made that choice for her. She She's did fuck all the, in that movie except the raped a man. What, they should have just called it Wonder Woman raped a man. That's it. Be done with it. Oh, you're coming back, man. You're coming back for more episodes. <laughs> Is that Wonder Woman Rape City. How oh, there you go. Boom. Wonder Woman 1980 Rape. <laughs> yeah. 1984 Rape City. Yeah. And if she can make shit invisible, where was that in the later movies? You know what to pro- you know what they should have done? They should have someone should have. But that is a that Wonder Woman gone, trope. She does she does do that in the comic books. Yes, she does make she has an invisible plane. But then when they were in trouble in the Justice League movie, why didn't she just make the fucking bat tank thing invisible? Mm. Because Zack Snyder doesn't want Wonder Woman to be that powerful. I don't know if you noticed. 
he he doesn't re- seem to really do Wonder Woman very well. Uh, to be yeah, fair, I, sir, I, I, you I don't know what Zack Snyder wanted. You don't know what's next Zack Snyder one until the Zack Snyder cut comes out, and everybody who's been lobbying for it is going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, I know. I heard it's going to be R. It's going to be an R-rated yeah. DC movie. It, it's just going to be it's going to be fucking Watchmen with Batman in it, right? Pretty much. Like Batman's yeah. going to play the owl dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Cool. Sid, what have you been watching lately, man? All right. Uh, <laughs> not Shadow in the Cloud. Uh, not not any of that stuff. Um, I have not watched anything. Uh, oh, sorry. Week. Can I also... <laughs> Sid. <laughs> sorry, Sid. Can, can I um, also say, I also saw another movie that I wanted to discuss yeah. with you boys. Go, go, go. I, I've not watched w- anything exciting in the last week. So which it. was White Tiger. Oh, um, I haven't seen it yet. That, let's do this. I need to watch it, and then we can need to talk about it. But if, so, I for those that haven't seen uh, or heard of White Tiger, it's a um, a great book actually, and they've recently made a production of it uh, via Netflix, and it just came out on Netflix. And it's a story. Oh, well, Paul, I'll I'll let you kind of you you brought it up, so I'll let you raise what you want to raise about White Tiger. Maybe give a get. Little idea uh, of what the do you? About. How about you give them the synopsis because you're really more, um, you sound more like intellectual when you say it and shit. And then I'll uh, raise what problem I have with the uh, movie or questions I have of the movie. <laughs> um, okay, so it's set in India. Oh god, what was that? Essentially, a a very ambitious driver for an Indian family escapes pro- poverty in one way or another and. It's about his rise from being a servant, essentially, to being a, a businessman, gangster, entrepreneur, one way or another. It stars Adash Gurov and Priyanka Chopra, who is a big Bollywood star. So, yeah, but um, it's, it's known to give a really kind of graphic and in-depth view into Indian like crime and that whole crime scene and the parallels between the poverty line versus, you know, the rich in India. That's that's pretty much what I got there, Paul. Oh, have you seen the movie? I have, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I watched right. it after you, actually. All right. Do, would you say that that is an accurate depiction of India and the Indian people, or do you think of it as more of a depiction of India by an Indian person, but who has grown up in the West. I think it's a say the book, or it, like the the story itself is a very extreme depiction of India. I wouldn't say it's not accurate. That's that's something that happens. You got to remember, India's a huge country with billions of people. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, extremes within that country. But you know, it's not it's not inaccurate. But it's obviously extreme. It's a it's a it's a crazy story. So is that landlord um, family killing thing legit? Like if you uh, go against your landlord, he just kills your entire family. It's it's extreme. It's a gangster, right? Like not it's everyone gangster, no. right? it's, is not it's, everyone's yeah. dealing with a Russian gangster, right? But uh, you know, if a if your landlord's a, a, a gangster, then you're in trouble. How many like it's how not, many? It's not an Indian thing. It's like where, a crazy where something thing. similar happens. There's heaps. Yeah. It's just a stylized version of, of, of like, a, it's a story. Uh, like, not every drug dealer is Scarface. No, y- yeah, I mean? but uh, in the 
in the in the movie they they seem to insinuate that it's a regular occurrence like say the gangsters uh say the landlord's got like i don't know fucking 20 families he would do this to 20 families if 20 families go against him and it's a normal occurrence kind of thing do you know what i mean but, but you see that sort of stuff like i said you see that sort of stuff in even like in american movies where there's you know drug dealers will come to someone's house and they can't pay a debt or whatever and they go and kill that person's family like that's the thing that happens all the time have it in breaking bad yeah but it's not um it's not deemed uh, it's seen but i think in the movie it's not illegal though killing people is definitely but... illegal i don't know if you know this paul <laughs> yeah, like, yes i know that it's illegal but but, but in white tiger it's 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 described as it's it's uh, a rite of passage for the landlord like you fuck with him He's because you're a lower class, he can just go fuck your family. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. So, so if you if you're in a uh, let's say you're in Italy and you messed messed around with the uh, mob boss, right? Or sorry for the stereotypes, Italians, but like you know, or anywhere, right? If you mess around with a gangster in Melbourne, you're probably someone would probably be like, hey, you probably shouldn't like. Screw around with those guys because they'll fuck you up. It's like a normal thing. Where are you going with this? Yeah, are yeah. you having yeah. a go at no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, um, if you were to do it here, for example, and they and they kill your entire family, right? It's it's illegal, right? The police will come after you. But in the movie, it was insinuated, it's insinuated that it was the landlord's right to fucking fuck your family. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't get that, but I'm okay. Like uh, I, I didn't. I didn't get that. I, I just, I just, it's, it's, it's organized crime, right? So if you, if you mess with the wrong person, the cops aren't, you know, maybe he's got the cops in their pocket or whatever, then no one's going to help you because everyone fears the boss. And corrupt oh, cops. Oh, see, I, I, I didn't really see the theme in, in Indian yeah. movies. Oh, Did I didn't really like see the, the landlord as a gangster. I thought he was like a, like, you know, your landlord. You know what I mean? Just a slightly more. Um, <laughs> motivated landlord, I guess. You know what I mean? Uh, did you? What, what did you think of the movie? I I liked the movie. I think the only person in the movie I didn't like was uh, what's her name, Priyanka Chopra or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that every time she spoke, she threw me out of the movie. Yeah, I get that. I know what you. I know what you mean. She she clearly doesn't live in that world, right? In one way or another. So yeah, yeah she wasn't very yeah. strong. But uh, what do you think of like the actual? I thought it was way too long. It was just it didn't stop. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there were. I think him going back to his family one too many times. Do you know what I mean? Like they could have cut out one of those visiting the family bits, and we could have got the drift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. But you know, the Priyanka Chopra thing's real. Like I, I don't really know why she was put in that movie. Maybe. The director wanted to meet the Jonas Brothers or something. Like I just, she's a producer. I think she's a producer. On oh, she's a producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That means the but, Jonas um, Brothers were a producer um, as well. She's also too pretty for that fucking movie. Like everyone yeah. else, yeah. seemed relatively normal looking, except for the mm. uh, maybe the rich son. But yeah, mm. but she was just like, not, not. She shouldn't be there. I, I guess is the way to say it. Now, did you watch Promising Young Woman as well? I did. I did watch Promising Young Woman. Sid, have you seen that at all? The Carrie no, Mulligan. Like movie? I said, I've watched like so two movies recently. Um, what did you what think did of you Promising think of Young one? Woman? I um, really liked it. 
Yeah, I, I, I think um, are we allowed to spoil things on this on this podcast? Uh, with a movie that that's like that's fresh, it hasn't really come out much. Maybe maybe don't don't spoil it. Oh, but, you know, yeah. like when she dies and shit. Like <laughs> I thought that that was a bit weird. Oh wait! Yeah, okay. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you know that yeah. she dies like three quarters of the way into the like oh three quarters or near that that final act. It was a bit. Uh, it was a great what, twist, what but you... it was a bit jarring, right? Because you you were like, oh, I thought she was the heroine, but yeah. Did, did you like the ending? Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! What, what are you talking about, Chad? Have you seen Promising Young Woman? Yeah, but we're not, we're not talking about like that's not how we how we talk about movies that are brand new. Oh, uh, okay. Um, hypothetically speaking, if you thought the heroine died at the end, do you think that that was a uh, an interesting choice for so a revenge? Now, so flip? now people are going to try and figure out whether uh, you're being serious or not. I thought it was really good. I thought. Um, Carrie Mulligan was excellent in it. I'm not surprised she's going to get a bit of Oscar buzz for it. Really interesting premise, the whole like Lady Vengeance slash, you know, within the Me Too movement thing was really interesting. And I just thought it was, it was obviously quite violent Um, and whatnot, but it wasn't like jarring. It was quite good. Do you know what I did like about that movie? They, the casting, because they chose every TV ideal boyfriend to be an asshole in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I saw, I saw that recently, and uh, highly recommend it. Just other other piece of news is, did you guys see the Golden Globes nominations came out this week? I did. Um, Sid. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, I did. I saw they came out, but I haven't seen them. I haven't. I, I know that they. I, I, are you going to talk about the fact that Emily in Paris got nominated oh, for a writing award? Let's get this done. Let's okay, let's get this over and done with. I did see this. What uh, the hell garbage. happened there? And I know it's the Golden Globes, and they're like, they're always frustrating. And obviously, a lot of these movies, like a lot of the good movies, still are coming out because of COVID and whatnot. But Emily in Paris got a nomination for best. Was it comedy? No, yeah, best television series, comedy or musical or comedy. Which is just... I just don't understand that one. Just trash. Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand that one. I mean, for a show where the lead the lead actress said, like, it came out and was out for a couple of weeks, and the lead actress even came out and said, like, I know you think this is pretty trash, and I also know this is pretty trash. It's just like a... Whatever. It's just mm. like a throwaway... Well, she got nominated as well for Best Performance by an Actress in a Television ridiculous. Series. Also ridiculous. Musical or comedy. Do you know, Obviously, do you know I broke my heart yet? But yeah, uh, that? do you know what broke my heart the other day? What? Um, I asked my sister, do you know who Phil Collins is? And she said, Lily Collins' dad. Oof. No. Oof. Oof. But he's not, Ouch. right? Just just confirming. No, I think and he did you is. Just, did oh, you just he look is. at her and go, yeah. Yes. I tried. I made her listen to like Phil Collins songs like all afternoon. And she's I don't know just what's like, worse. Is this, is I don't know this? what's worse. Her, her, uh, her saying Phil Collins is uh, Lily Collins' dad, or you trying to get someone to listen to like a whole bunch of Phil Collins songs over an afternoon. That's 
Oh no, it's because she said I've never heard I've never heard a Phil Collins song before. And I was like, how is this possible? Uh, and you know, and it and it all started from the fact that we were listening to that um uh, is it Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth song that uh, at the end of Fast and Furious for Paul Walker. You know that oh, yeah, song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See you again. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, and I said that See You Again was this millennium's uh candle in the wind. And uh she just went, what's that? And I was like, what do you mean? What's, what's Candle in the Wind? And she's like, yeah, what's that? And I was like, it's, it's fucking, it's this song. But the, the last few decades ago, everyone, when someone dies, they sing fucking Candle in the Wind. And now when someone dies, they sing this fucking song. She's 20, she's 26, 27. Okay. Yeah. So that's, what's that? Yeah. Well, she was born in 94. Yeah. Yeah. 94. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. she probably doesn't know like too much about diner and all that kind of stuff no 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 and i and when i told her like the song originally was for marilyn monroe i was expecting her to tell me who marilyn monroe is to be honest (laughs) right all right so really quick i don't know where to go with this one (laughs) really quick me neither let's let's i'm gonna name i'm gonna just from the golden globes um i'm gonna name out just the major the major categories and we'll just throw in some really early predictions, yeah? So, say so best motion picture drama, we had The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Well, I would say Promising Young Woman because I hated fucking uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 and I could barely watch Mank. So, yeah. I like Mank, but I've got Nomadland and... It's it's pretty awesome. Chloe Zhao directing. I think that's got a lot of the heat at the moment. I can't see. I haven't seen that movie. When did it yeah. come out? Uh, it hasn't come out in Australia yet, um, but you can you can get it. Did you steal it? I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. I got a screener from a friend who gets screeners. So maybe I did steal. But anyway. Yeah, that's totally stolen, um, I'm gonna, sir. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into that. But he he gave it to me legally, and so he did the wrong thing, not me. Um, I won't say. So. <laughs> <laughs> go film critics. Um, the next one is. Oh, sorry, Sid. Did you have any callouts on that one? Uh, on the nominations? Nah. Um, yeah. I think uh, you talked about Mank already. I've seen Trial of Chicago Seven. I thought it was pretty decent, but I haven't seen any others. Best performance by an actress in a drama, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day, The United States versus Billy Hollywood, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Uh, I think it'll either be Viola Davis or Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Frances McDormand or Carrie Mulligan. I'd love to see Carrie Mulligan win it. Frances McDormand's awesome, but she's also, you know, doing what she does really well, so... Love to see Carrie Mulligan win it. Um, best performance by an actor in a drama: Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal; Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom; Anthony Hopkins, The Father; Gary Oldman, Mank; Taha Rahim, The Marushianian. That's the name of the movie. The Marushianian. Um, I haven't seen that, but Chadwick Chadwick's got that as a lock. You would think so. Not even going to be close. And he's like, you know, I know obviously it's posthumous and whatnot, but he is actually excellent in the movie. You'd be hard no, pressed no, not to give it to Chadwick. I, I don't think it matters because I think Chadwick Boseman, Boseman's just going to win it because he yep. died. 
So. Oh, I don't think he's winning but, it. I but, think he's got, he would he would have won it if he had lived as well. Just, but anyway, okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right in that sense. Um, best motion picture, musical or comedy? Borat, subsequent subsequent movie film, Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. Can I just say, Palm Springs is a really really good movie. Hamilton is. I don't know why that's nominated. That's a like it's a footage of a stage play, as far as I'm concerned, and I'll just leave it at that. I think Palm Springs is the best of that of that lot, but I'm not. That Palm Springs came that. out on like Hulu or something, didn't it? Yeah, it did, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, if you haven't seen I'm it. keen to say I actually haven't seen that either, but it's you know modern take on a Groundhog Day type of thing. Yep. Yeah. 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 Andy Samberg, very funny. So um. So you like the Borat? Uh, you like Palm String over Borat? Uh, I I do. Yeah. No, not that I dislike okay. Borat. I I thought it was pretty fun. I really like the the the, the girl. I forgot her name. She was yeah. really good. And music, which I haven't seen, and the prom, which is at that Netflix movie with um, I think Nicole Kidman and James Corden, which I just didn't like. Oh, I saw that. That's a train wreck. Fucking hell. Yeah. I don't know why that's there. You go. That's that's another problem. Um, Jesus. And, and James Gordon's going to come up with another problem later. So yeah. So I think yeah. You're like I think it's between Borat and Palm Springs. Next one is best performance by an actress in a musical or comedy. You've got Maria Bakalova from Borat, uh, Kate Hudson in Music, Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in Emma and Rosamund Pike in I Care A Lot. Um, I'm all in on Maria Bakalova. Yeah, the Borat chick. I think she, she was awesome. It. The whole like Rudy Giuliani thing. And, you know, she she held her own working with Sasha Baron Cohen, who's a seasoned, you know, he, he owns that, that lane. Um, and she, she did really well. Yeah, totally. Next one, best performance by an actor, musical comedy, Sasha Baron Cohen. Borat, subsequent music film, James Corden, The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton, where he's, it's a stage play. I just don't, yeah, don't get me started. I loved Hamilton, but I don't, don't know why that's yeah, in... But give it a Tony, Lives. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he won a Tony. Dev Patel, the person, personal history of David Copperfield and Andy Samberg in Palm Springs. I think James Corden's going to win because he played a gay man. Oh, Paul... What? No, I'm, I'm not even going to go with that. I'm not, I don't know where, where you're going with this. It's Hollywood. They like that shit. It is. It is. You're going to win it. Watch me. <sighs> okay. I will I will watch you. <laughs> I think it's between watch Sasha it. and Andy, and we're just going to move on to the next one. <laughs> you watch. You watch. He'll win it. He'll win it just because they like that shit. Like, Wait, is James Corden gay? He's not. Are you, are you? Oh, then, yeah, then he's totally going to win it. Yeah, then 1 million percent he's going to win it. Lock it in. Fuck. I think we just lost some listeners. Um, next one. <laughs> Best motion picture, foreign language. You've got another round. La Lorna, La, La, La Rona, sorry. The Life Ahead, Minari, and Two of Us. I think it's it's a pity that Minari, like for another round, Minari is so good. Um, I think that'll get it. But another round is also excellent. It's also a great fifth wrist drinking movie. Um, it's about a group of friends, all high school teachers, who test a theory that they'll improve their lives by maintaining a constant level of alcoholism in their blood. 
alcohol in their blood. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in an awesome performance. But Minari is, you know, another South Korean classic. Yeah, I think Minari will Oh, God, the last, the last Mads Mikkelsen movie I watched was that one where he was an assassin. And he's got like... Um... That's every Mads Mikkelsen movie. That's every Mads Mikkelsen movie. (laughs) (laughs) And And he's like fucking a girl and killing people at the same time. Oh, fuck. It's on Netflix. I forget what it's called. Charity. That's every man. Oh, you guys are so much of this podcast. <laughs> um, I feel like round, this podcast round, is going down not, in flames. Another round, he's not <laughs> fucking a girl and or killing anyone. He's just hurting his bladder, and it's very good. Um, best director, you've got Emerald Fennel for uh, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Regina King, 190 Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao winning it for Nomadland, in my opinion. I think it's it's between Zhao and Fincher. You know, one's a young Asian girl and one's a older white man. So it's the ultimate battle. The ultimate battle. Doesn't that just mean David Finch is going to win? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, sadly, <laughs> based on what we've oh. seen. Oh, wow. Finch's, so uh, Yeah, well, geez, you don't like Fincher? You don't want Fincher to win? No, no. What I mean is I like Fincher a lot, but old white guy versus versus young ethnic female is... Tough. Oh, so when I say white guy playing a gay person, uh, it's controversial, but like fucking a- a- Asian minority uh, di- female director versus old white guy wins, it's cool. Best yeah. screenplay for motion picture is wow. Emerald, All right. <laughs> Emerald <laughs> Fell, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, um, Jack Fincher, David Fincher's dad, older white guy for oh Mank. He, he broke Mank. <laughs> Um, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton for The Father and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. So potentially they might split it. They might give Fincher the director thing and Chloe Zhao will get the screenplay. Uh, that happens a bit. Or they do the, uh, your son won and your dad won too. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. So just to rattle off a couple more, uh, best television series drama, The Crown, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Surely Mandalorian or Ozark. Do you think The Mandalorian could win? Because it's so popular. It's, it's popular, but it's not. It's not. It's a it's a Hollywood foreign press. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, but I I think I think The Crown will win, considering it's also yeah. I think The, the Crown would win press. probably. And the last one I'll do is just because it's got a couple of things that we've been talking about. Previously, Best Television Limited Series, which is Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Axe, The Undoing, and Unorthodox. And I'm assuming it'll be between Small Axe and The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, you'd say that Small Axe. Did you Axe guys like The, the Queen's favorite. Gambit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. But, you know, Small Axe has obviously got so much momentum in America. Um, you know, being being what it is and being directed by Steve McQueen and whatnot. So I'm assuming Small Axe will probably win it, which will be quite a uh, quite a thing. Saying that, again, Hollywood Foreign Press, you'd assume that more people would have watched The Queen's Gambit. So, yeah, there you go. So we're meant to be talking about some hype shit, but I reckon we, like, go into the draft. What do you think, Paul? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Like, there's a, like a million hype things you, you could talk about. Like, it's quite such a big, vast. Well, just really quickly, because we do talk about watches sometimes here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where are you at in regards to, like, obviously your watch collection, like you've got, you've got the Batman and you've got uh, some, you know, Daytonas and Hulks and, you know, some Pateks as well. Yeah. Where do you kind of sit with how watches all of a sudden get become really hard to get? Like I, I know for a fact, and I don't want to rub this into you because I know we talk about it quite a lot and it makes you cry sometimes, but let's, let's talk about like that green and gold Daytona, right? That you wanted and you were ahead of the curve right. and you want, you were, you were planning on getting that. And then suddenly John Mayer screws the world up for you. <laughs> Yeah, that that did suck. Um, look, uh, I buy things. I, I never really buy things with the aim of it being like popular or anything like that. To be honest with you, I bought the green sub because uh, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I love Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker had a green lightsaber. I like the color green, and I saw a green a green sub, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want one of those things." Uh, it's simple as that. Um, you know, I just I bought the Patek because uh, it matched one of my shoes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which the, the shoe that you wore one, one day? Yeah, the the shoe that over you wore three, yeah, yeah. August like twice every three years. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I I I remember uh, when I got the Patek. Um, Tom Lee um, got me an interview with um, Andy Green, and Andy Green asked me. Uh, why did I buy this watch? And I, and I said, because it matches my true blue threes. And I lifted up my foot. And I think uh, the interview was pretty much over for Andy Green. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you got interviewed by Andy Green? Yeah, you remember like back in the day he did that uh, What's on Your Wrist or something like that. Uh, he had, like, for Time weird, and Tide. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he interviewed me and he was like, why did you buy this Patek? And I was like, because it matches my true blue threes. And it does like, kind of yeah, match yeah. your true blue threes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's white blue with a, you know, got a red thing. And and also, I, I actually, I did speculate on that watch. I bought that watch because it was stainless steel. It wasn't very popular. And I knew that, you know, stainless steel Pateks have a track record of going up in price, especially if they get discontinued and yeah within about three months or four months it got discontinued and um mm. it's slowly creeping up so it's not a bad yeah but yeah and it also matched my jordan threes <laughs> hey, actually you know you know you being a, a fashion photographer and working at you know paris and and tokyo like two of the the best fashion shows on the planet yeah. where, where where do you notice do, or do people notice watches at all because obviously everyone, I'm assuming, and I've been to a couple of fashion shows, but obviously not them. But everyone's in one way or another kind of checking other people out. Do, do people well, even well, give a shit about what watches other people are wearing? Okay, so it's hard to explain. So uh, when I was working in Paris, I didn't work at fashion shows. I worked in a, a curated showroom that basically okay. had a whole bunch of like brands and I shot lookbooks and things like that. Um, when it comes to fashion shows, there are there's like three type of people who go to the fashion show. There are the influencers who are there to be pretty. And, you know, when, when the, when the, when the models are walking by, 
they're normally the guys in the shot looking at the clothes, looking at like, oh, wow, this is fucking the coolest shit that's ever happened to me. Uh, and then there's um, buyers who are basically there to look at the clothes so that they can get an idea of what they want to buy for their stores. And then there's the third person, which is uh, the people who aren't invited, who stand outside of fashion shows uh, dressed to the nine. So normally when you mm. see photos of people at a certain fashion show, if it's not inside the fashion show and they're standing outside, they're the wannabes. They're the guys that don't get in. They stand outside. They get they get dressed up to the point of fashion cosplay. And those guys are like really into what the fuck you're wearing, you know, what's on your watch, what's what's this, what's that, what's on your shoes and shit. And, and the influencers are obviously just wearing whatever they think, whatever is cool right now. So they'll be like, wearing like off-white Nikes and other bullshit like that. And then the buyers are just, sorry, they have a, they have their own sense of style, but, but really no one really cares about, I don't think anyone really cares about watches and things like that per se. It's just more of uh, overall style. So especially if you're um, in the industry, like uh, everyone like seems to have or like, whatever. yeah, yeah. Oh, not a vendor, but, uh, yeah, yeah, like a vendor and stuff. Actually, yeah, you're right. Buyers, um, a lot of, of the, a lot of the people have like their own eclectic style, and that's interesting to look at. Whereas, um, obviously, everyone else is sort of either wanting to be it or they're just following trends or following what. Uh, like, if you're famous, then it's you just whatever your stylist has got you wearing at the time. So you're, so... we know you're a watch guy, uh, on top of being, you know fashion photographer guy and, and rice based guy yeah but yeah do you notice their watches like what what are these what are the what's it, what are people wearing like what are the buyers uh, wearing and what are like the one of these wearing do you notice well fashion is really in, interesting because a lot of the people who work in fashion don't have a lot of money do you know what i mean like they're making clothes that are thousands of dollars but they themselves don't have a lot of money and it's sort of like a yeah, it's nepotism in a way. Like they're cool and they know their friends who have a cool brand and they give each other clothes and shit. So they're all dressed in expensive clothes, but they don't really have a lot of money per sure. se. Like some of them do. Yeah, some of them like the really, really like your Rick Owens and your Virgil Abloh's of the world. Yeah, those cunts have like sure. Rolexes and Pateks and Kim Jones, Richard yeah, Mills yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then the the rest the rest of us are slobs. Us working slobs are just wearing whatever, right? And um, people don't really care. Like when I, one of my, one of the fashion weeks, I got there and I bought a, you know, the Tudor Bushra um, bronze black bay thing, right? The blue one? And the yeah. blue one, right. Yeah. yeah. And I went to the uh, undercover. You wear that on Virgil rubber Abloh. strap, don't you? I wear that on a rubber strap. But when I just got it in Paris, I just, I wore it on the NATO strap and, uh, and yeah, I got it that morning. Uh, I walked into Bushra and they didn't want to serve me because I was wearing streetwear. I looked fucking, I looked homeless. And I asked for that. Uh, I actually organized for that watch in advance. And the the guy at the counter was like, oh, we don't have that watch. And I showed him the email and I said, you do have that watch. And he's like, oh, my bad. And he went and got it. But um, <laughs> My bad, homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad, homeless guy. Sure. And then, um, and, and, and then I went to, um, I went to uh, the undercover Virgil Abloh Louis Vuitton after party on this boat thing. And at the end of the night, 
I was riding a Lime scooter. Uh, I don't know if you know how we have Lime bikes in Australia at the moment, the electric bikes. There's Lime scooters so in, as well in, in like Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. the Lime scooters are all over Paris. So I was riding one of those those things and they're motorized. And I was just, and I was drunk and I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. So I started doing bunny hops as you do. And I fucking flipped one of the scooters and I managed to <laughs> scratch the front of the, uh, the fucking watch and nobody cared nobody said anything nobody went oh you fucked your watch nobody even noticed uh although bush well, was not impressed with me because i came uh, i was like oh fuck uh because <laughs> and actually it actually it's kind of my dad's fault because my dad put me what? into martial arts uh, no my dad put me in martial arts <laughs> since the age of 12 right and if I was just a, and if I was just an everyman, I would have just fallen like, like a regular asshole, and my watch would have been fine. But I flipped the, I flipped the scooter, and my natural reaction is to shoulder roll. And when you do a shoulder roll, you put, uh, well, in my case, I put my right hand, the right palm of my, uh, I mean the, the right, my right hand de- facing down when I'm rolling. So I rolled, and, and I rolled right onto the watch, and I scratched the shit out of the watch. But if I which is the regular cunt. I would have just fell over and it would just been shit. So, and so I had what you're saying is that your dad, by putting you in a martial arts class 25 years ago, yeah, longer probably, caused yeah. you to get drunk, probably. do a bunny hop on a scooter, and scratch your watch. Okay. Yep, 100%. Because um, he determined that I was never going to outrun anybody, so I at least should learn how to fight. And... When you learn how to fight, you gain. Co- you you would know this, Charith. You gain confidence. You you, you, do, uh, you a regular do. fat man doesn't yeah. go doesn't go to the clubs and shit and gets wild and shit. He's at home because he's fat and he doesn't do anything. He's got no friends. As somebody Whereas, who, uh, as somebody who's been hit by a car, um, and then just kept walking, and I thought yeah. that was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Whilst I was drunk, I can tell you that you do feel a little bit overconfident if you learn how to fight. Yeah. Yeah, and you do dumb shit like walk down alleyways that you really shouldn't do, but you just you never really think about it. You're just like, oh, I can take care of myself. Fuck it, right? You just do things like that. It just happens, right? Sure, so, yeah, sure, so, Paul. So I, you know what I mean. Like so, so in a way, it's my dad's fault. Okay, he gave birth 100%. to me. So if he didn't give birth to me, I wouldn't be in that position. So yeah, technically, dad's fault. That's right. It's always that's well. And now you you've done yeah. some stuff with like G Shock before in Japan. Yeah. So what can you say about so that? So I shot um, I shot G um, G um, I was sent by Sneaker Sneaker Freaker and Cassio Australia to go to Japan to shoot uh, their anniversary book. I forgot what anniversary it was. Twenty fifth, I think. And um, <laughs> we went to the uh, Casio uh, headquarters where they where they make the watches. And uh, I found out that all the engineers wear f- fake G-Shocks and it's like a running uh-huh. joke between them. So they've all got like, really? and, and it's not just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a G-Shock that like looks like a G-Shock. It's like the most hideously fake one possible. The guy who gets like the ugliest fake, you know, wins. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, I did get a, yeah, I was I, I did get a new level of respect for the G-Shock only because... Uh, they do put those watches or the prototype of those watches through 
rigorous testing. They've got like, um, well, they used to, legend has it, like Dr. eBay, the guy who created the G-Shock, he used to throw the G-Shock out of the window of the the second floor of their building and test the uh, structural integrity of the watch when it landed on the ground. So they they created like a hydraulic press that does it now. So they put the watch in and then this hydraulic lifting lifts it up and then drops it. And then and they do just crazy shit. They they uh, they have a an electricity gun that they that they zap the watch to make sure that it's a, a you know it doesn't conduct electricity and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. There's a funny joke about that because um, when I was walking, um, it was two senior engineers and a junior engineer, and uh, and an interpreter, and we're walking, and then one of the because we we're supposed to be taking like. Um, just pictures of the lab and shit that they do, right? And then uh, we got up to the electronic gun machine and um, one of the senior engineers like nudges me and points at the electronic uh, electricity machine. And I said to the junior engineer, yo, could you um, zap the uh, the watch so I could take a picture of, you know, electricity sparking from the, from the gun to the watch, right? And he, um, he cranked it on low. And the, but the engineer kind of looked at me funny. He didn't say anything, and and I I didn't know really know what it was what was wrong. But he zapped the watch, and I took the photo. First shot, got it right. And I looked up at the senior engineer, and the senior engineer shook his head and pointed at him again, pointed at me again, and I was like, okay, could you do it again? So the guy begrudgingly does it again, and I take a photo, and then I look up at the senior engineer. And now him and his mate are starting to laugh and they're like pointing at me again and making the, the like higher sign. And I was like, okay. So I asked the junior engineer to fucking turn it up a bit more and shoot it. Right. And we progressed to do this about 20 times. And then the scene, the two senior engineers at this stage are laughing their asses off. And then the junior engineer guy figures it out and walks off. And I, I didn't know what was going on. And then I found out later on that um, there's no conduction between the person shooting the gun and the gun. So every time he was pressing that gun and zapping that watch, he was zapping himself. So these two what? fuckheads were like, yeah. So these two fuckheads thought it was funny as shit watching him just zap himself the entire time while I was taking this photo. So mean. And could you see that in the photo at all? Like him just like in pain or? Nah, because I I, I was shooting macro just so I, I could get oh, like okay. that electricity. Because he's not really important. It's just the electricity to the watch kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> But the photo looked good, so right? Yeah, if, yeah. So if you ever see in, if you ever get one of those Casio anniversary books, you look inside and um, you see a, a picture of a spark onto a watch. That's mine. Nice. Awesome. Have but to yeah. check it out. All right. Yeah. I guess we're going to go into the this week's draft. Um, yeah, let's Actually, do it. before we do that, it is Super Bowl day today. Yes. Congratulations to TB12, IWC, brand ambassador, Tom Brady, and, of course, the, the Gronk, the GOAT in both their positions, and, yeah. of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought it was a bit of a one-sided game but i felt sad for uh patrick mahomes oh yeah he's young like I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for him but i felt sad in the sense that that guy just tried everything and his team just didn't turn up on the day so and they just got out coached out smarted out defensed 
yeah, what did you guys think of the game? Did you guys watch the game at all? Uh, yeah, I did. But, um, yeah, I I had no horse in the race. But I thought um, the Tampa Bay um, defense was the real MVP of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I kept up with the I score. I was busy at work. I kept up with the score, but it was looking pretty dicey for uh, for KC after about um, uh, the halftime break, I reckon. I wonder how much money you would have got if you had bet that uh, Patrick Mahomes was not going to score a touchdown in this Super Bowl. Well, it's funny you say that. Like, I, I did all right in the in the gambling stakes. I did lose out to – I had Patrick Mahomes getting over 300 yards, and I missed out on that, uh, which I just thought was a lock, right? You know what I mean? Like, big game, Patrick Mahomes, 300 yards. Yeah, and uh, Antonio Brown is a Super Bowl champion. How about that? Didn't yeah. Didn't think yep. that was going to happen a couple of years ago. Is he still in trouble for sexual the sexual allegation thing? I think so. I think so. I think it's. Huh. I think uh, like the initial one was settled, but yeah, I don't know. Um, well, they didn't really also, say that it's sorted out. Uh, John Franklin the third, he is one of the stars of the show uh, on Netflix, um, Last Chance You. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. Um, yeah which is an excellent show. He got his first Super Bowl ring today, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, cool. So probably like the first Super Bowl champion from last... He is the first Super Bowl last... champion from that uh, from that show. But um, it, it but was yeah. kind of weird. It was like um, Patrick Mahomes just did Patrick Mahomes shit. And I kind of felt like their luck just ran out. Like there were things that they normally would just catch and it just bounced off helmets and just did weird shit today. Yeah, like Tyreek Hill couldn't do anything. Yeah. Kelsey yeah. like had a good game statistically, but he had no impact. So yeah, it was it was bizarre. I completely agree with you. Um, but as you said, the great performance by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and Tom Brady, seventh Super Bowl, unassailable at this stage. Un- undisputed. Um, and good. he like that one there. And I, I know we were texting earlier, and you were we were talking about how winning this one, he has a win against the guy who's meant to be Most. his heir apparent. And also a win without Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, so it's a uh, it's a big day at the Brady House. Big day for IWC. Look at that from Kevin Spacey to you had to bring him the up. Goat. You had to bring him up. <laughs> Kevin Spacey wins after all. Kevin Spacey will be back one day. When he's back, it'll be on this podcast. <laughs> I think you heard it here first. <laughs> If if Mel Gibson can come back, Kevin Spacey can come back. Right? Ooh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mel Gibson punched a chick in the face and knocked her tooth out. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like I guess I guess Mike Tyson's never been like out of flavour and that guy is actually a convicted rapist. So anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On that note, let's go oh, to the wow. draft. This podcast is crashing and burning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's get to the draft. Um, yeah, like between that, your James Corden quote and a few other things that you've you said. You know what I'm right? talking about. Like fucking, don't, don't, know, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> fucking Tom Hanks like, get, pretends he has AIDS and is gay, gets an Oscar, you know, that kind of shit. It was a great performance. What are you talking about? <laughs> James Corden was not that good. You ever seen James Corden like strut around and sing uh, on prom? You might, you might be surprised. You won't, but you might be. I don't know. 
I've seen the movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, did you see the movie? Yeah, it was yeah. a train wreck, but I, I, I just, uh, you know. Yeah. He's very popular. Can't get, can't take that yeah, away from him. He's super popular and he's just, I don't, I don't know. He's, he, yeah. I actually What's really it? like him as a talk show host. I can't stand him in movies because he still plays himself in the talk, in, in, like as a, as a host. So yeah, it just doesn't work. Oh shit. Me. I've only seen him in prom and cats and those two are not great movie he was in he was terrible in oceans eight mm. oh shit yeah that. he was in as that the, too, as the intro investigator guy yeah. he uh he really bottled that one and he was not good he was in into the woods and i didn't really like him in that but anyway james corden carpool karaoke lives on the draft this week guys because it is yeah. the around where we're we're talking about rice, we're 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 three rice eating dudes, three Asian guys, and we're around the Chinese New Year period. We are talking about the greatest Asian athletes ever. What a niche draft this week really is. Must have some Asian heritage within them, so they don't necessarily have to. Uh, represented uh, an Asian country professionally. So we all get five picks, as usual, snake-style draft. This week, I've got the first pick, Sid's got the second pick, and Paul has the decorated third pick, and then you obviously have the fourth pick, snake back. If you want to trade that third pick, Paul, I'm more than happy to. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good because I, I assume, I, I kind of think I know what Sid's first pick is going to be, so I'm safe. Oh, she's going yeah. after Sid. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So I've got the first pick. I'm pretty sure this one is the most predictable one because he's the greatest Asian athlete ever. And he's one of only maybe a few of them that could say that he's either the GOAT or one or two in the GOAT status in, in his sport, and that's Tiger Woods. Nice. That's my first that's pick. That's a nice pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tiger, his mum is Kultida Woods, half Thai, half uh, Chinese. 15-time major winner, probably one of the great uh, athletes of our lifetime. He's dominated the sport of golf for a long period of time. Then notoriously came out as a uh, world-class stick man and then came back and won another major <laughs> just recently in 2019. One of the great comebacks ever, you know, went through the ringer really. But as I said, 15-time major, he owns almost all the records, the most PGA wins, 82 wins, and just opened up the sport of golf really to the world. Big symbol of uh, what success looks like in that sport and and open up to a whole new generation of um of athletes so I, I don't know if you guys are big golf guys but i know that for a long period of time i watched tiger woods i didn't watch golf and it still kind of remains the same to a degree but yeah tiger's tiger's the man didn't he also coin the term blasian did he yeah, Blasian. when he was fucking one of those chicks, he said he was black Asian, and he said, I'm Blasian. <laughs> we have to edit that out. You were just waiting for me to shut up and stop talking so you could say that. I was. I actually was. 
You were like, you were like, all right, when's Charith going to stop talking about Tiger Woods so I can this mention is... the Blation thing? This is bonkers. <laughs> all right, thank you for that. I don't know if he coined that term, but maybe that's what the name of our of our uh, podcast this week will be, the Blasian episode. Oh, my goodness. Or the Sea Money in that's... the Glass episode. Um Sea money in the glass is my favorite thing. <laughs> the Blasian episode with sea money in the glass. Tell me, seriously. Oh dear. Uh, Sid, you're up. Second pick, man. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try and just take this guy off the board because he's definitely gonna be on there. Uh, my first pick is Yao Ming. Um, very really? famous. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh really? I did not think that was gonna be the case. No, but I did right, not cool. think that Yao Ming would be a first <laughs> first pick. No, I'm. A, I'm I'm taking him because he. I think he's definitely in going to be in this draft, and I want to get him off the board. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, seven foot six center for the Houston Rockets uh, and the lesser known Shanghai Sharks, but really decorated career, eight-time All Star. Um, had his jersey retired by the Rockets, um, just shy of ten thousand career points. Uh, the basically, you think of. He's, he, I'd say he's the most famous Asian basketballer. There is probably one more that will come up at some stage in this draft. Um, and just dominated that position for a, a long time. So, uh, Yao Ming is my first pick. Wow. Um, I'm not sure what to do now because I thought... Um, uh, That's not Sid the first pick, pick that you Indian... thought, is it? No, I thought Sid was going to pick an Indian cricketer. A short yeah. Indian in cricket. I know you. Nah, I know you thought. Nah, that. I knew he wouldn't pick an Indian cricketer. I didn't think that Yao Ming would go in the first uh, round. Okay. Um, I think. I think my only thing with Yao Ming is there was a lot more. That, like when we think of Yao Ming, we think of what could have been, as opposed to yeah, what he achieved. Like he didn't really. True. Like I think his greatest achievement is helping make what was already kind of happening, but helping make basketball really popular in in the East. Um, and yeah. specifically in in China, where he helped make it the largest market basketball market on the planet. Um, but from like an accomplishment on the court, is he? Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's he was obviously a, a, a very good player. Um, but was he ever like kind of uh, was he was he ever an all pro? I don't know. Did he ever make any uh, like? He was, he make uh, second teams, two two NBA all NBA second teams. So he made. Did he make a lot of? Did he make a lot of all stars? Because China he just voted the yeah, shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, that was it. Like he was the number one pick in a lot of all star um, drafts because obviously the Chinese vote just came in. But so he made two second teams. Okay. That's cool. I mean, he got okay. his jersey um, retired by the Houston Rockets. Like that's not nothing. Of course he did. Of course he did. He made them really rich, right? Like, yeah. Like, I think he's an incredibly influential Asian athlete. Oh, absolutely. And, and a yeah, very good absolutely. Asian athlete. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I'm uh, in. He's not my number one pick, but I'm going to pick Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Uh, and I picked him over Yao Min only because he is the more Asian out of the two. Like, he did it in a more Asian way. Like, Go if you on, think man. about it, right? Let me explain to you, right? Let me just also Fucking, say I did it, not expect Jeremy Lin to be in the first. No, no, me neither. Well. Well, he's not my somewhere. first. He's not my first, but he's in there. So I'm just throwing it out there. You've only because... got, you're doing it because you got the two picks, don't you? Yeah, yeah, right. And he said Yao Ming, so I thought I'd throw it Jeremy Lin. Because, look, Jeremy Lin did what every Asian parent wanted him to do, which was go to fucking Harvard. He got a degree at Harvard. And then he went 
and then he went to the NBA where he made fucking millions of dollars, which is what every other Asian parent wants you to do after you go to Harvard, which is get rich. Um, he wasn't the best kid, but he was the kid that worked hard and got a shot. And then fucking the moment he put himself in a winning situation, what did he do? He went where there was more money. It's very Asian. Uh, he went to the fucking Houston Rockets, right? Right. He's, he had the most Asian fucking career of all time. And then uh, they didn't they they treated him badly and he fucking left. And then he eventually got a ring uh, just being a supporting member of something. But in the end, he at, still at won. It's the it's most incredible. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at Toronto. It's the most Asian fucking. But, and, then, and then he went to China and got a fucking shoe deal. And, and he's now, now he's living. Back. Yeah. He's playing, fucking... he's playing on the Warriors G League team. Yeah. Asian as it comes. If you he's think worth about it. $40 million bucks a... or something, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he, he yeah. had one of the biggest basketball moments of our lives, right? Linsanity was huge. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I will say that's not Asian is he's not married. So he's unmarried. That's an issue from his Asianism. It is. You, it is. You it's a, help him out with it's that. A, it, normally, it normally would be a disappointment to his parents, but because he's rich... And he went to Harvard, they'll give him a slide. They'll pass. They'll just go, yeah, it's fine. He went to fucking Harvard. So when when the, when his parents are like at fucking like New Year New Year uh dinners this year and they and they go, Oh, my son's a doctor. Oh, my son's a lawyer, his parents go, My son is fucking Jeremy Lin. Suck my dick, basically. <laughs> Jeremy Lin dad just like just yeah. telling people to suck. Yeah, just, just cursing yeah. out all like the <laughs> yeah. uncles and aunties. My son, <laughs> my son is Jeremy Lin, and then if they go, "Oh, is he married yet?" and they were, and he was like, he'd be like, "No, but he went to Harvard and he's got a degree." Suck my dick again. The other thing, the other thing, Jeremy Lin, you noticed how, uh, like, how the Harvard years got away from him in the sense that when he was like, like during Lin Sanity, when he was at New York, he had like, like good university student asian haircut and then as yeah, he goes yeah. on he and gets then he like got the crazy haircuts double man bun yeah. he gets the cornrows he gets a mohawk he gets like the the shaved at the top he gets the gordon hayward like slicked like nice guy the all spike like the pineapple one i i love that when he had the corn rolls um uh kenyon martin like said that he was um like Cultural, uh, culturally appropriating, appropriating his culture, hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then Kenyon Martin has fucking Chinese tattoos on his arm. Yeah, <laughs> That's quite funny. Fuck right. fail. Uh, interesting first round. All right, Jeremy uh, Lin. Second round. Paul, your next pick. Fuck it. Uh, I don't like this person. Uh, uh, I, I actually have uh, reservations about his sporting prowess, but it's... Uh, Pac-Man. Okay. Are you... Okay. I'm like, this was who I was <laughs> expecting to be in the first. I was expecting Pacquiao to be the second pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did mean, too. Jeremy Lin came in. But Somewhere. can you but, yeah. tell me your thoughts on Pacquiao? Because I know you've got strong roids. thoughts on Pacquiao considering you just he, picked He him, takes though. roids. Uh, sorry to all the <laughs> Filipino listeners out there, but he's a fucking roid muncher. There is no way you could go up that many weight divisions and have that much power if you ain't on the roids. So we've already lost India, now we've lost the Philippines. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. When he wanted to fight Mayweather and they wanted to do blood tests, he was like, oh, no, no, no. It makes me uh, it makes me weak. 
No, it's because you're on, you're on fucking, you're on fucking roids. You're a fucking roid muncher, right? And and all the people out there were like, oh, he wouldn't cheat the fucking sanctity of boxing. He doesn't even care about the sanctity of marriage. Why would you think he would give a shit about the sanctity of boxing? He cheats on his wife. He cheats in boxing. But yeah, he he didn't get caught. So congratulations to him. He's the fucking, he's my pick. <laughs> that but is he's your second spike. pick. That is the most spite-filled pick. Like regardless oh, of you, number that we do you know what it up. is? Do you know? Do you know what it is? I am sick of Filipino people going around to me and going, <laughs> don't, don't yeah, do Manny Pacquiao, fucking is the best boxer of all fucking time. He went up all these divisions, all the shit. He fucking took roids. Just accept it. Yeah, and and he was never. He is not the best boxer of all time either. He's not. Um, he's not. He's not. He's he's yeah. not the best boxer of his generation, yeah. if you ask me. Um, yeah, but he's he not. certainly take your color coordinating Jordans and get the fuck out of here. He's not. He's, fuck. he's, he's no. obviously an all time. He's he is regarded as one of the greatest boxers of all time, though. Um, you don't and, think he cheats? Uh, it's not something I feel strong about. I haven't gone. That guy's a cheat. No, he. So let's let's just put the stats out. Because <laughs> because I'm doing your job for you now and talking about why your pick was Pacquiao, um, eight division world champion. He's won twelve, like twelve major title world titles. First boxer to win the lineal championship, so being the world champion in five different weight classes. Um, and uh, yeah, he's hold he's held world titles across four decades. So sorry, can you yeah. pause? Can you ex- being the boxer out of uh, out of us? Can you explain to the readers how big fucking going five weight classes is? The readers. I mean the listeners. Sorry. <laughs> The how fuck, big, how how like 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 how 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 much how difficult it is to like bounce five weight classes? Okay, so so flyweight, for instance, his first world title is up to fifty-one kilos. So he was a he was a little bean, right? So so that that's up to fifty-one kilos, and then welterweight. What's that? That's like. That is, I know it's 147 pounds. I just don't know how many kilos that is. But anyway, um, so it, look, it is it is extremely hard. Like people generally can fight within maybe three weight divisions. You'd always assume that your the the weight division that you start in, your start your career in, is your lowest weight division because as you get older, it's harder to cut weight. Um, but to to go up and down and fight five different weight divisions where you are essentially getting bigger, you're fighting taller people, it's it's rare and it's very, very hard. Unless you're like, on I the guess roids. In the, smaller, in the smaller weights, you tend to see it a lot more than, you know, you, you won't see heavyweights going down in weight or anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like what, what Pacquiao has done is – you know, there's there's a handful of people that really do that really well. Um, you start to see it a lot more these days than you did in the olden days because back then, and I think that they were the better days because back then when you become the champ, you just keep defending your, your title and you lose it, you try and get it back. While now people are like, they're looking for the biggest money fight, which means you got to go up in weight. You know, Pacquiao obviously went up in weight to fight Mayweather or Miguel Cotto or Oscar De La Hoya or whatever, because there was more money there. 
right? Um, whilst Sugar Ray Robinson... But he didn't just or... go up in weight. He, like, was knocking dudes out, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. Like, he, he he's an extreme case of where speed and power really, really meet in a nice way. Like, obviously, you know, you look at Floyd Mayweather, who, you know, is his contemporary. Um, Mayweather, you know, awesome speed, perfect defense, and, you know, amazing technique. Like, he boxes the way people wish they could box. But not a power puncher, not really a big combination guy. While Pacquiao was, you know, in and out like a buzzsaw, and he just, you know, chopped those big guys down, right? Because he just, yeah, got, he he threw with power, maybe with drugs. Who knew? Who knows? Right? Are you just I love that to you're trying to, to be so politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> you're essentially like building the drug case. All right, that's a really <laughs> strong second pick, Paul. Sid, your second pick. Uh, my second pick is probably going to be the obvious one. I'm taking the little master, Sachin Tendulkar. Uh, the... This is where Paul just goes on mute and uh, comes back in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, very famous Indian cricket player, uh, batsman. Uh, India's arguably best batsman ever, best cricket player ever. Um, uh, I'm just, just a fun thing I noticed and remember from when he played so he's a right-handed batsman, but he's listed as right-handed medium, right-handed leg break, right-handed off-break bowler. Uh, so can can do, and I have seen him do all uh, all three of those things. Um, that's but, bowling, yep. yep. For the, that's bowling, that's bowling. 30, 30, um, 33% of our listeners are in America, so just trying to... That's like the picture. <laughs> sorry. Um, two, 200 tests, 15,900 runs. <laughs> Uh, at a batting average of 53.78, which is a sensational test batting average, um, is just universally adored on the subcontinent uh, and was a gentleman of the game for the 23 years he played for the Indian national team, came in basically as a teenager and like wowed the world. This guy's five foot six and he was just, um, he was putting away guys who were, you know, much, much bigger and stronger bowlers. And the late '80s and early '90s, so he's he's easily the most famous Indian cricket ever, and he's my number two pick. Cool, yeah. Like obviously, um, interesting fact: first non-Australian to win the Order of Australia um, mm. over here, which is interesting. Um, and he, yeah, he's like to people that don't know, he's like the like revered in the same way Michael Jordan or. Pele is in Brazil. He's revered like that in, in cricket. And, you know, obviously having two and a half billion fans makes him a very popular man. He's uh, he's like a god over there. So, good pick. He was also in a film called God of Cricket. I think he's been in was a few he? movies. I think he's been in a few movies just because, like, because he's, you know, so famous and they're just like, oh, you're such an Tanooka, be in this Bollywood film. And he's like, fine. Okay. All right. All right. Well, he, I'm very Brett happy. Lee can get can get into a can get into a Bollywood movie. I'm sure Sachin's been in a couple. Well, Brett Lee's been in a few like Indian yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, Sorry, carry I'm on. very happy because I I like I'm I'm pretty happy that I'm getting this guy with the sixth pick overall and my second pick. So uh, just one name and one name only: Ichiro. Damn Ichiro it. Suzuki. Yeah, nice. Son of a bitch. He was my next one. If I, if you did take him, good work. 
he he would have been my second pick overall. If I mean my like second pick if I had all five picks, like I was pretty happy with this. So nice. Um, oh, sorry, Pacquiao probably. But um, so Ichiro, you know the uh, probably the the greatest maybe uh, greatest Japanese baseballer of all time. That's for sure. Opened the door for Japanese players to really come into the American system and and do really well. Uh, he very much dominated, had a great career in Japan, came over at 27, and then had a 20-year career in yeah, Major League Baseball, which is amazing. Outrageous. Um, yeah. His first year, American League MVP, Rookie of the Year. Well, was a 27-year-old Rookie of the Year, you know. But uh, Rookie of the Year, he, you know, Golden Gloves. He was, I think, a 10-time Golden Glove. I think he was a three-time Silver Slugger, led the league in batting, he was an all-star game MVP. He led the American League in hits, steals, and average as a rookie. And he had 10 straight seasons with at least 200 hits, 25 steals, and a batting average over 300. His best season, he in which was in 2004, smacked 262 hits and closed the year batting at 372. And even into his 30s, the guy was still like a monster. And he just opened the door for all these amazing Japanese players that have come into the league since, um, and really opened the door to the legitimacy of the Japanese base, like the, the baseball league in Japan as well. He's going to be eligible to be a, a Hall of Famer in 2025, and he will be very easily a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest that ever played the game. So, yeah, and he's still combined with his Japanese statistics as a as a professional, he's got the most hits in professional baseball, which is... Uh, Doesn't he also have the most hits per in one season as well in the yes, Major yeah, League Baseball? Yeah, which uh, I think was like 242 or something. or t- No, 262. So, um, yeah, the guy's, a, the guy's a monster. Awesome player. So that is my second pick. My third pick... The greatest Asian NFL player, Heinz Ward. So, uh, South Korean, born in Seoul, uh, South Korean-American, drafted, played for Georgia, then drafted as a Pittsburgh Steeler, two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl MVP, three-time second-team All-Pro, He's in the all-time Pittsburgh Steelers team, as in he's in the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team. Um, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. You know, 12, over 12,000 yards, 85 touchdowns. And he's Korean. What? Yeah, yeah you massive. go. Uh, also in Dancing with the Stars. And a brief cameo in Dark Knight Rises. What? And and The Walking Dead. Oh, so is he, in, is he in that football scene in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. That's I didn't Ward. know that. That's... Um, and he's currently poor guy is currently an offensive assistant at the New York Jets so that's the the Jets or something but other than that he is an absolute legend great wide receiver and gentleman of the game and probably one of my favourite Steelers players there you go Heinz Ward who would have thought that you'd have a Super Bowl MVP that is a Asian athlete Heinz Ward thought that that's for sure (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Um, also, just on like overall athleticism, he was he was selected in the 
uh, Major League Baseball draft as well by the Florida Marlins. So it, he was he actually had the option oh, really? of playing both NFL or baseball. He was in the 1994 Major League Baseball draft. So yeah, like all time athlete, very cool. Right. I did not. All know right, that. guys. I'm here to win this. I'm kidding. Um, Sid, your third pick. I'm. I was a. Mine was a toss up between uh, two people for this in the same sport, uh, but I'm going to take Christy Yamaguchi with my third pick. I think. Um, probably the most famous Asian figure skater. Uh, what? Michelle Kwan, but she won more, so that's why I'm taking Yamaguchi. Uh, 1992 Olympic champion, two-time world champion. Um, Michelle Kwan never managed to win the Olympics, which is the only reason I'm taking Yamaguchi over her. Um, so she won in 1992 in Barcelona. Uh, and why I was world But Michelle Kwan never won the what? The Olympics. She's got a silver and a bronze. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, that was honestly, it was a coin toss. Uh, she's been world champion more times, but uh, but I think uh, the Olympics, uh, the Olympic gold put me over the edge. Um, 91, 92 world champion. She's in the US uh, Olympic Hall of Fame. She Her name is synonymous with uh, figure skating in the US, uh, but obviously of uh, Japanese heritage. Christy Yamaguchi, my third pick. Mm, cool. Charith, Charith is still incredulous I didn't take. Michelle Kwan. Well, Michelle Kwan. Yeah, okay. I just thought Michelle Kwan was a better um, thing. But no, no, good pick. Good pick. All right. Are you, are you a big uh, figure skater, figure skating person? I'm not a huge figure skating person, but I'm, <laughs> no, I'm aware of the aware of the importance of this of uh, these people into the sport. He's got tights. Yeah. He's lying. He's got tights. I can ice skate. That's all. I, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I, I'm not big on figure skating. Are you big in figure skating? Cool. No, I used to ice skate to pick up chicks. That's it. Like back in the day. Does it work? That's the only reason why you fucking ice skate. Right. Do you I didn't say I could ice skate well. I just didn't want to fall over. And I just, I just, it's the place that you used to take chicks back in the day, right? To the my uh, Sydney Maya Music Bowl and just fucking roll around in that stupid ice skating. I've never, never thought I've that never that honestly say I've idea. never done that. I've never done that. No, 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 I haven't. Oh, okay. But nice. Uh, Ooh. Just ignore that then, but yeah. Was right. this back yeah. in your disco days? <laughs> no, no, you know, like in the, in the, you know, early night, uh, late nineties, early two thousand. You know, you go fucking ice skating and shit. I have, I do remember going ice <sighs> skating. Yeah. Ask your parents; they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Shit. All right, Paul. Uh, your third and fourth picks. Oh, We're okay. Now getting uh, to the, the weeds a bit. Oh, how come Sid only gets one pick? Because I'm the number two. So. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, I cheated a little. I chose Bruce Lee because he's the godfather of mixed martial arts. He did martial arts. He's also fucking... He was uh, cha-cha dancing champion in Hong Kong, so I guess that <laughs> technically counts him as a sportsman. In your faces, assholes. Like, this is what happens oh, when you make me do this shit. uh, <sighs> shitty list. Yeah. Right? Did he, right? Did he, did he compete, actually, in martial yes. arts? Yes. Uh, no, he competed in dancing. <laughs> so, are you, are you putting him? Are you putting him in? Are you putting him in for the dancing? Yeah, that's what you're going no, for, just, right? Uh, 
I'm putting I'm putting him in for a total cultural impact, really. No, no, no. Um, but no, no. he's his is... greatest. This no, no. is not greatest. Yeah. Uh, most uh, no, no, no. no. Asian you, you said you said the greatest sportsman, and it, it, who who can deny the uh, the sports prowess of Bruce Lee? Uh, it doesn't matter that his sport has nothing to do with what he's I famous for. He's a I sportsman. Can't believe, I can't famous. believe you're doing this on a technicality. I did that. I fucking is... did it. This is, I can't believe. I'm just on uh, Bruce Lee's wiki and he's won zero titles in any sport. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is, you know what? Which is about as many as both of your first picks. So I'm okay with the Bruce Lee pick. That's yeah. fine. And, and, and fucking, and, 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 and but, <laughs> actually, my first pick was Jeremy Lin and he won a title. Thank you very much. Oh, he did actually. Sorry. Apologies. He won a title. That's right. Cool. In your face, James Harden. <laughs> and Yao Ming. <laughs> and Yao Ming. Yeah, fuck, fuck you both. Jeremy Lin, NBA champion. In your All right, face. so you've gone um, with Bruce Lee on a technicality. Yeah. I'm not happy with it, but I guess it's this is not a real thing, so I guess we're just going to have to carry on. <laughs> oh, what? Um, uh, your fourth pick, Paul. My fourth pick is... Uh, Kazushi Sakuraba, the Gracie Hunter. Oh, Does here we go. Know who this is. I was waiting for something like this. Can you explain who Kazushi Sakuraba is? He's a catch wrestler, um, and uh, in uh, it's basically an MMA fighter in Japan, and he fought in the uh, Pride Championships, and he also was uh, in the UFC. I think he won the. The UFC heavyweight title or something like that when they when US, UFC was still doing those single comps instead of um uh like having an actual belt belt per se yep. yeah so when it was just a tournament yeah he was the UFC Japan heavyweight tournament winner that's right yep and he's the first uh UFC uh Japanese champion in well sorry he's the first Japanese UFC champion in UFC history uh yeah He's just, he was just basically this crazy Japanese fighter who fought in Pride. And if you watch Pride, um, they didn't have weight classes or something. And he would fight people way bigger than he should have, which ultimately like crippled his career. But for a stretch there, he was um, taking out uh, the Gracie family. And that's what made him famous because yeah. um, the Gracies so fought, are, are famous for not. He fought sorry. Royce? Uh, no, yeah, I think he fought Royce, Rick's, uh... and he fought Royler. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did fight Royce. He fought Royce twice, I think, because yeah. um he fought Royce one time in that super long bout where they made all these rules, and he was just like, "Fuck it, I'll fight him anyway," and he won. Yeah. Uh, and then he fought Royce the second time when he was older, and I think Royce cheated. But did he ever fight yeah. Renzo or Ryan? Uh, sure. he fought he fought Royler. He fought Rickson. So those that don't know, um, the Gracie family is like a, the kind of the, the first family of of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're um, an iconic family in the history of of, uh, of mixed martial arts and, and Royce Gracie was the first winner of, of the UFC. So like the first kind of famous MMA fighter. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. He, so he fought Ryan Yeah, and then he got the nickname the Gracie Hunter. And he's also a pro wrestler. I, 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 when I'm in Japan, I sometimes see him wrestle, which is kind of fun. Oh, he's, he's, he's still kind it, of it's, it's... he's still 
running around today? Uh, not not. Uh, he still fights mixed martial arts now, every. Right? No, he doesn't fight mixed martial arts, but he st- he does um he does r- like pro wrestling, like you know, like WWE type wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in Japan, what what's that called? Like, is it called like New Japan or Noah or yeah, something? Yeah, New like Japan that? Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. All right. There you but go. I think he's, you know uh, how you he's said, in Noah. You know how you said like I start talking cricket and ball goes silent. This is what's happened here. That's exactly the same thing, but in reverse. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm not asking you more about Christy Yamaguchi and how much you know about her because I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, so that's an interesting final two. Um, Sid, your fifth pick. Uh, fourth pick, I think. Oh, your fourth pick. Yeah, sorry. Sid's fourth. Yeah, yeah, I got my oh, uh, yeah, yeah, your some... fourth pick. My fourth pick, uh, I'm taking more of an up-and-comer rather than a best ever, but I think uh, has the has the ability to go uh, a long way. Naomi Osaka. Um, yeah, good pick. Tennis player. Uh, three-time Grand Slam winner. Uh, two US and one Australian Open. Um, is, is like showing that she can be one of the best in the world consistently for and and probably will be for the next several years um who so uh japanese born uh with a japanese mother i think yeah uh, uh, no well her last name's asaka i'm assuming japanese father and uh so her dad's haitian Oh, right, uh, and her okay. mother's from Japan. Yeah, so Japanese mother and Haitian So she, she's taken the mother's name, maybe. Yeah. So uh, has just been uh, a force since she was young. She's only uh, 23 years old. She's got at least another 7 to 10 years of, of, of professional tennis in her, I reckon, and, and a few more uh, Grand Slams. So more of an up-and-comer rather than uh, best ever, but probably could be. Okay. There you go. That's a good pick. Uh, my pick, my fourth pick, I'm going, I'm just very happy that this guy is still here. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy I can get him with my fourth pick. I'm going with Liu Zhang. Um, I remember seeing Liu Zhang in the 2004, uh, Olympics where he was, mm. you know, the a kind of major player in the, in that Olympics, but him winning the 110 meter hurdles you know i guess for a asian track and field athlete winning a sprint race it was almost unheard of then that guy goes on to be the triple crown winner of that event so he was the only male athlete in history to have achieved a triple crown in the 110 meter hurdles the world record holder the world champion the olympic champion at the same time he set that world record at the 2004 Olympics, became iconically great, still one of the most popular athletes in China. You know, it was very sad. One of, he was obviously one of the saddest moments in the Beijing Olympics when he had a false start and then an aggra- aggravation within the second uh, attempt, which mm. proved to be what was an Achilles tendon. And he tried to go on and obviously couldn't. But, you know, this guy is a god in China and really did something that hasn't been done since for an Asian athlete. Um, and, you know, 
is what goes down as one of the greatest in his sport. So that is my fourth pick, Liu Zhang. Um, I don't know if you guys remember seeing him in 04. I remember, I remember seeing the false start thing. That sucked. That was like... In 08. That was pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah, I only remember his false start. Fuck, <laughs> get out of here. You guys remember his false start. You don't see you know that guy's a triple crown winner. Anyway. Alright. Uh and my fifth pick is one of my favorite ice hockey players. Canadian but he's also Japanese as well. It's Paul Korea, um, who is a uh all time one of the great um ice hockey players through the uh, 2000s. I used to love uh, him because he was my favourite player to use in um, NHL to, uh, 2005 or 2006. Um, he was one of the stars of the great uh, Olympic teams for Canada and his middle name is Tetsuhiko. So he is actually uh, got some Japanese heritage in him. But yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer was fourth, the fourth pick by the Mighty Ducks. Um, and, you know, he's one of the greatest ice hockey players of his generation. Um, you know, in the NHL, he was first all-star team, I think three times. He, you know, he played maybe about eight or nine all-star, all-star games. He, he was retired by the Mighty Ducks. Um, his, sorry, his jersey was retired by the Mighty Ducks. He won that gold medal in 02, which is one of the greatest um, Canadian teams of all time. And um, I think they played they played America in the final, and it was just a stunning game. And Sorry, yeah, um, are you yeah, talking about the Anaheim Ducks? Yes, yeah, the Anaheim yeah, Ducks. Anaheim. Not the not the fictional. Okay. Not the fictional. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought the, you were talking yeah. about the no, fucking no, movie, <laughs> and I'm like losing my. I'm like trying. No, he like, was, wait, what? He was one of the first players on um, like when they became a team in like ninety the early nineties. Yeah, so yeah, the Anaheim, yeah. the Anaheim Ducks. He's he's yeah. number nine jersey's retired. I think got retired like a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just a class act. Uh, he's also he won a whole bunch of gold medals, even like junior championships and world championships, and uh, with Canada as well. And yeah, Paul Korea is my fifth pick. There you go. Cool. Bit left field, but cool. good pick. Uh, also, good pick. he made a cameo in. Uh, D3, the Mighty Ducks movie. Nice. You'd hope so. Yeah, as the captain of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> so, yeah. As in, as the captain right. of the Anaheim Ducks. They were called the... the oh, sorry, the Mighty Anaheim, Ducks Mighty of Ducks. Anaheim. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. Back then, since they, uh, they changed. Cool. My fifth pick, uh, I'm going to take uh, who I think is probably the most... I think the, the most well-known uh, Asian uh, footballer or soccer player. Uh, Park Ji-sung um, played most notably, I think, for Manchester United uh, 2005 through 2012 uh, before he transferred. After he transferred from PSV, a very short stint at Queen's Park after that and uh, 100 uh, international caps for South Korea. Um, basically came onto the scene in the mid-2000s and everyone was like, who's this Who's this like explosive midfielder? Um and essentially became famous as the the really good Asian guy in the EPL. Um, so, <laughs> well, who else is it going to be? Like in that at that time, 
if you were like, who's the who's the number one Asian player in the EPL in that time was probably him. Um, and he's just really well known uh, as a an excellent Manchester midfielder for a lot of years now. For seven years he played for. So uh, that's my first pick. Thoughts as a Manchester United fan, Jared. Yeah, look, he's a he's a really good uh, Man United player. Really great, um, really great servant to the club, and and great great player. Yeah, and and he's still involved with Man United today as a ambassador to the to the um, the Asian market. There's a few other players like Chabum Kun, Hidetoshi Nakata, Paulinho Alcantara, who played for Barcelona. But yeah, obviously Park Ji Sung is uh, yeah one of the one of the one of the greats. No, good pick. Cool. Five. And uh, Paul, your final pick. Okay, my final pick, according to Google, is Lin Dang. Uh, he is considered the Michael Jordan Google? of badminton. Fuck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, it was big this. <laughs> yeah, What's his name? This What's guy name? was Lin Dang. Lin Dan. Oh, yeah. Or, that guy. Uh, as for... Uh, 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 affectionately known as Super Dan, he's the Michael <laughs> Jordan of badminton. He's the only guy to have ever won. Oh, no, I'm reading. I'm reading the, the same thing world. you're reading, man. I'm reading. <laughs> I know, it exactly. I'm kidding. Yeah, come on, man. We're Asian. We're good at math. We ain't good at fucking sports. You make me trying to find top fifteen. It's a struggle. You already right? had Bruce Lee in here and the guy that's more of a WWE wrestler now. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't want to like uh disrespect this guy because he uh he's clearly really accomplished in um Bagminton. He's got two fucking gold medals and you know f- five world championships and shit. So um Is he the greatest man, badminton uh, player of all time? Yes, he is. He is actually the greatest badminton player of all time. <laughs> on his wiki, even on his Wikipedia page, uh, it's it says widely regarded as the greatest badminton player of all time. So yeah, is he? okay, yeah, interesting. I, I thought all it was right, an Indian. I thought it was an Indian guy, but clearly not. What's uh, spell his name? Did, were you thinking the same thing? Uh, L i n d a n. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Uh... Someone else was the greatest badminton player of all time. I thought it was Tofik yeah, Hidayat. No, Tofik yeah, Hidayat. No, I thought he's this the guy. best player. This guy's fun. <laughs> Lin Dang won the Super Grand Slam, which is, and he's the, the first and only guy to ever do it. So, yeah, in your face, Tofik Hidayat. Whatever the fuck you know. <laughs> Lin Dang, okay. Come on. Uh, like, I, I did have on. I did have honourable mentions, but... Uh, All right, well, no, hang on, hang on. So so let me just read out our fives because I don't think we're going to go any further on Lindang and then we'll go some honourable mentions. So I have the first pick and my five is Tiger Woods, Ichiro Suzuki, Heinz Ward, Liu Zhang and Paul Correa. Um, Sid had uh, the next pick and the, his five is Yao Ming, Sachin Tendulkar, Christy Yamaguchi, Naomi Osaka, and Park Ji-sung. And Paul had the third pick, and his five is Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, 
Manny Pacquiao. That's a good pick, Paul. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Bruce Lee. Kazushi uh, Sakuraba. And Lin Dang, who Paul Googled during the draft. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I was going to pick Ichiro, the but then... I comfortable win I've ever had in the draft. Uh, Just, to, no, I'm kidding. to be fair, I was going to pick Ichiro, but then... Um, he got taken. He said... Uh, I was also going to pick Ichiro. No, he said Yao Ming. You said Yao Ming, and then I went, oh, f- fine. Uh, I, I was going to just, I just want to talk about, you know, Jeremy Lin and how he won and shit. But I really should have just picked Ichiro and then talked about Jeremy Lin later. It was a uh, poor strategic point you on my part. You could have easily picked up Jeremy Lin later in the draft. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I this is, this is a shooter Jeremy McGavin Lin or Yao Ming would be the first <laughs> six picks. Neither room. Yeah, I... I I, I just because he said Yao Ming, so I just threw out Jeremy Lin for a laugh, uh, not realizing that uh, Jared—I mean Charith—was playing for Keeps, and uh, yeah, I got fucked over, so I had to go Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> although I, I... <laughs> so I had to go Bruce Lee is not a sentence. I wait, thought wait, wait I was this, playing for Keeps, as in like I was playing seriously. Yeah, I thought I thought it was all like fun and games, and then Charith like got all like. Competitive and shit. Charith was like Heinz Ward, and you were like, "Ah, shit." I was picking the best, (laughs) quite literally. What was the uh, yeah thing? Anyway, um, any honorable mentions? We'll start with you, uh, Paul. Any of you got? Um, I had Dat Nguyen, who was the first Vietnamese uh, Mm. NFL player ever. Uh, He played for the Dallas Cowboys. He did everything. He lived the Asian Vietnamese boy dream. He in who lives in Texas. He uh, played for the Dallas Cowboys, and he married a. A white blonde. So, uh, congratulations, Dat Nguyen. And he's now, he also, like, he's also coaching at, like, Texas A&M, which was his alma mater. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. First Viet- Vietnamese to play in the NFL. Played for the Cowboys for, like, six years. So, like, a proper... Seven years. Seven years, sorry. So, like, a proper run. And he he retired with a neck injury. So, it's also proof that Vietnamese... Oh, I don't know where I was going to go with that one. I don't, I don't want to upset the Vietnamese people. That we already lost We've already lost people, so. a lot of our listeners today. Um, yeah. All right. Any others? Any others? <laughs> this is going to be like a 12-minute episode. Uh, yeah, I know. Jared's going to cut it out. It's going to literally be 12 minutes. It's going to be the draft, and that's it. Hi. Bye. I'm out. Uh, the, other, the other guy was Kung Lee, the uh, MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vietnamese MMA fighter. He was the... Um, uh, I think he was Strike Force middleweight champion, mm. and and he's also part of that lawsuit that's suing the uh, UFC to so that the fighters get better money. Oh, okay, and looked after better. That's cool. Any any yeah. honorable mentions on your end, Sid? Well, I had to refrain from choosing five cricket players. So just just a, just a shout out to some of the best cricket players uh, ever. Um, honorable mentions from uh, I think. Uh, the Indian team, uh, Kapil Dev, um, uh, Virat Kohli, just to span a couple of um, a couple of generations. So Kapil Dev, Sachin Tendulkar, Virat Kohli, I think spans three generations of excellent Indian cricketers. Um, then there's uh, Charit. Do you want to do the Sri Lankan ones? Uh, I think I think out of the other countries, you got like Wazim Akram from Pakistan, yeah, Imran Khan. And then the Sri Lankan ones would definitely be like Murali and Kumar Sangakkara. Um, uh, yep. Isn't Murali the one that chucks? Yes. No, he doesn't chuck. 
He doesn't chuck. I didn't. Do you know what? I won this draft. He doesn't chuck. You got. You picked a drug cheat. Um, nah, and, and, and so my my honourable mentions, I've got like Michael Chang. You know, oh, that was my. Her. I was just going to mention oh, Michael yeah. Chang yeah. was like one of Michael my favourite tennis players as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Chang, Lee Na. Um, you've got uh, VJ Singh. Mm-hmm. Great golfer from Fiji. Fijian heritage, um, yes. Yeah, and uh, Fiji, like, and he's like, but he looks like he's like one of us. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, and and his, name's, of, his name's VJ. He's one of us. Yeah, VJ, right? Um, heaps of uh, heaps of baseball baseballers as well, obviously, in the um, uh, Major League Baseball, um, like Dice K and Tanaka and all the people that were mentioned before, and um, yeah, and then and and football players, right? Like uh, Hidetoshi Nakata and um, some of the players that are currently in the in the Premier League, like right now, like Son Shinsuke and, Nakamura and those guys. Yeah, it's a decent. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've had some. Uh, so you know, Asian people, keep doing what you're doing. No mention of um, of any sumo wrestlers. Considering that you managed to Google a badminton, uh, player. badminton player that you don't know of, there was no sumo wrestlers, which are, you know. I know who Lin Dang is. He's the fucking Michael Jordan of badminton. <laughs> Jared, that has to be the title of this episode. The Michael Jordan of badminton. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No worries. Oh, Lin Dang. There he is, Lin Dang. I found him. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. What a draft. Man, I bet you you could find him if you typed in the Michael Jordan of badminton. He'd prop up. I'm going to type that in right now and see what comes up. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a, there's uh, a few... Okay, so, oh, I typed in, we... so I've typed in... Uh, Michael Jordan of badminton, and the first hit is a Reuters article from 2016, and the the title of the article is "Lynn misses out on Olympic hat trick," but it says, "A fan of American basketball player Michael Jordan, Lynn was hoping to become the first badminton player to win three successive Olympic gold medals." <laughs> <laughs> Because he sees himself as the fucking Michael Jordan the second, of fucking oh, The second hit is a, just just quickly, the second hit is a Bleacher Report article that yeah. starts with the sentence, Lin Dan is the Michael Jordan of badminton. So, well, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much, Bleacher Report. <laughs> but there's also an Indonesian badminton player named Praveen Jordan. Praveen Jordan. So where do we go with this? <laughs> like... <laughs> Jeez, they're really I they're hope, really going I, for the Michael Jordan comparisons. Actually, you're right. I hope Lindan. I hope Lindan is one of your listeners, and he's just irate right now. He's just going to berate you guys. I'm just going to type in Lindan watches if he's got any good watches. Um, okay, there we go, Lindan. He's definitely going to get uh, um, yeah heaps of love after this uh, episode. Jeez, is he's the, worth is the rest of that sentence? Bucks. Is the rest of that sentence? Lindan watches Michael Jordan play basketball. <laughs> he's got Red, Red Bull's one of his sponsors. Yeah, he's 
He's he's the fucking Michael Jordan of badminton. I don't know what you think. I'm joking. I'm serious. He's fucking the shit. In, in a very popular like, sport where there are over a billion people, that is a that's a huge achievement. Like the guy's yeah. obviously old. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. He is yeah. alone at the top of Lindan's career. Lindan's career is easily the most storied of the sport. Two Olympic gold medals, five world titles, and six hundred. Ooh, this is is this a good look? Six hundred and sixty-six career wins. Do, do you know what? Lindang, Michael Jordan Michael Jordan is the Lindang of basketball. How's that? <laughs> oh, is that the name of the uh <laughs> I Michael Jordan is the Lindang of basketball. Who is God of Badminton? Lindang, there we go. Well done. I reckon that's your best pick. Yeah, well considering Manny Pacquiao cheats, so yeah, I guess so. Holy shit, Filipino people are going to hate me, aren't they? All right, anyway. All right, well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Any questions you got for us, Paul? Oh, you got me, you made me, uh, I do have this thing. You guys, you uh, actually asked me what my desert island was. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to get to that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. We're going to do that. Cool. Let's just do it now. So, So, I'll ask you the questions and you answer the questions. Okay. I feel like I cheated in one of the answers, but whatever. Okay, let's someone, let's hear this. Someone, I can't remember which which one of our guests. Someone just jumped in with answers like immediately without waiting. Yeah, yeah, that's why. And I, I was just like, no, no, hang was on. It, there's was a, it there's Woody? A, there's a I think it was Michael. This. No, it was someone else. Because I almost forgot to do Michael's one. Um. So, Paul, deserted island. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. You're on a deserted island, maybe at least thirty years. One watch you currently own that you have, would have with you on the deserted island. What is it? Oh well, it's the Hulk Submariner because, um, you know, the Submariner is probably my more robust watch that I own. So, and the Hulk's green, so it's you know, if I'm on a fucking island, it might as well be a little tropical, right? Nice, makes sense. Submariner will yeah. will will do well on the island. All right, one watch you currently. Uh, you don't currently own that you wish you had on the deserted island? Uh, a Patek Salmon Dial 5004 uh, chronograph perpetual calendar. Sick. That's awesome. Because uh, I, I'm thinking eventually I'm going to get rescued and then I'm going to sell that motherfucker and be rich as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Only two motherfuckers that in this. I just assumed it was like a, it was like a Tom Hanks castaway kind of deal and there's yeah, like yeah. fedex boxes and i open one and i see the fucking patex 5004 and then when that's, i get out to the fucking island, i sell the bitch and i'm rich yeah that's right yeah 100 percent. Right. that's what's gonna happen all right damn yeah your three favorite movies to have with you on the island oh see this i didn't really understand because if it was three is it my three favorite movies of all time or is it three it's, movies that I would have on the it's island. Three movies they're you would different. have on the island. You have these three. Three movies you'd have on the island. All right. Uh, one of them is The Godfather because uh, that never gets old. You could just watch that shit all the time. Great pick. Yep. There's always something new. Excellent film. Uh, I picked a guilty pleasure, which was Ninja Warrior, uh, the Wachowski brothers uh, Rain movie. Yeah. Okay. That did nothing. Only because I'm on a I'm on a fucking island. Uh, sometimes I'm bored. I just have it on the background. He's just throwing ninja stars and shit, and people are, are dying. Right? Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm actually pretty good with that. Is that 
Is it, yeah. uh, was that a bad movie? It's a good bad movie. It's yeah, a it's a, it's a movie, movie that's yeah, yeah. Like um, and you know, like there are a lot of movies that I I would I wouldn't say it's in my top ten movies or whatever like like that. But a lot of the movies in my top ten are, would bum me out, so I wouldn't watch that on an island, right? Like I love Old Boy. I wouldn't watch that on an island because that no, sort of ends. No, you get real paranoid when you're sleeping. Yeah, um, I didn't Wait, actually you read your thing about... properly. Uh, so. Wait, okay. What's this? Ninja Warrior. Wait, wait, what is? Yes. Wait, which Ninja Warrior? Oh, sorry, Warrior? not Ninja Warrior, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. cool That's cool. it, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my son does Ninja Warrior and I just get it mixed <laughs> up, but yeah. No, no, no. Ninja you're Assassin. Good. You're good. Yeah. And uh, I thought the Marvel Infinity Saga, because I didn't really pay attention, and I thought, well, if I'm stuck, I might as well get all fucking 22 movies. Yeah. That's not how it you works. Can't but if I but if I had to pick one, I'd pick uh I'd pick um uh Infinity War because uh that's the one that's the one where at the end Thanos snaps and everyone disappears, right? Yep. That's not yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoilers <laughs> for anyone. But if you haven't seen yet. that, like shame on you, really. Have you seen it, Sid? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I finally good. got around to it. It's either that or Thor Ragnarok, one of those. Ragnarok's really good too. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's a little pulpy fun, and uh, you know when I'm bored, I just have it on. I don't give a fuck. And uh, like every yeah. time, so those are my like three Thor, Every time Thor lands on um, Wakanda, and you just go yes, like that just makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, The yeah. Godfather, Ninja Warrior, and Infinity War. Ninja Assassin. Oh uh, yeah, Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ninja yeah. Assassin. Yeah. Um, one soundtrack or album for the island. That's easy. It's Dr. Dre's 2001 because uh, it's a great album. And it also has one track in it called Pause for Porno. This, you, you are the second do... person to pick this. Yep. Michael Woods from also Woods Washmaking also picked up picked, uh, 2001 Chronic. It is a great album. Uh, because of Pause for Porno? Not for Paul. No, he no, just because, really likes because it's a banger album. Yeah, yeah, it's a great album. Because it's a yeah, it's a great album. But you know, like I don't have internet, I don't have Wi-Fi, I don't have porn on the island. But pause for porno is like, you know, porn for your earbuds. Have you? But you do you know you what do, I'm talking about? You do realize you also picked the Godfather, Ninja Assassin, Infinity War when you could have picked something with a little bit more skin. But anyway, okay. Yeah, there's there's like underage. Boobs in The Godfather, I guess. So I just put the underage boobs on, we're and not, then I play fucking pause for again. porno. We're not opening this can of worms again. It's a terrible idea. I'm there. I got. I got. This I got. The, uh, I got this, pre. This shout out to Jarrett from Jarrett. Humble Horologist. This is the second underage, uh, <laughs> underage kind of uh, inappropriateness on on the deserted island. There's a lot of. Maybe you guys should just stay on the island. <laughs> I got illegal titties and porn music. I'm in. I'm there. See, done. <laughs> okay, I don't know where I'm to go. I'm staying right away from that. Yep. <laughs> um, last question. Thankfully, <laughs> two movie or TV characters you would have on the island with you. See, uh, 
you didn't tell me that I had to be on this island for 30 years. So I just thought, when I read that, I was like, that's stupid. I'd just pick Superman. He'd fly me the fuck out of there. And then no, I'd no, take no, my no. Patek and we'd go fucking... These guys don't rescue you. They're staying on the island with you. But they can use their powers oh. to like help you do stuff. They just can't... Yeah, rescue. they can use their powers. Like Glenn, Glenn picked Wonder Woman. No, that'd, be, one that'd, be infuri- that'd be infuriating because then I'd just be there and I'd be like, yo, Supes, fly me the fuck out of here. And he'd be like, no, no. But I'll, uh, I'll roast you no, a coconut. Why would the fuck would I want years. that? <laughs> Stop making yeah, this no. difficult. Uh, all right, fine. Then I pick uh, uh, one of my characters will be Tony Stark because he would make uh, I don't know tech shit out of coconuts and stuff, and we'd live comfortably. Because uh, I'm assuming I'm going to be able to watch a TV. I'm going to watch TV because there'll be a TV, a DVD player, and electricity somewhere to watch these movies, yes. right? There'll be a TV right. so then Tony Stark, that only plays only, three Only movies. for the purpose of these movies, yes. Yeah, yeah whatever. Only Tony, Stark would, Tony Stark would reverse engineer that somehow, and then that would be like central heating in a fucking house sure. and fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah he True. would. That's a good pick. So I'd he pick would, Tony he Stark. He would be the alpha, and... though. You definitely wouldn't be the alpha. But okay. Man, let him, let him dominate me. I don't give a fuck. I've got air conditioning now. Who cares? <laughs> Your second pick. Uh, my second pick would be generic, generic nymphomaniac in any horror slasher movie. It doesn't so, matter. Pick one. Whatever slasher movie you want, uh, there's a nympho on that on that on in that fucking movie. Just pick one. I'll take that one. It's fine. Because she'll be she'll be down to fuck and she'll be pretty. There'll be not much to her, and if someone's <laughs> gonna die, she'll be the first to die. Right? She'll be the first to die. Um, I'm just she trying to be. think of. I'm trying to think of the greatest, uh, like, hot chicks in in horror movies. Um, just any, like, uh, um, like you know, like the slutty friend from Nightmare on Elm Street, or the slutty friend in the Jason movie. One of them. Like, if we're on the island, we're swimming in the water, someone gets eaten by the shark, it's going to be the slutty one first. That's what it's going to be. Because she's always Michelle the first to Geller in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, see? It's got to be. Slutty, first to die. There you go. That's what all I want. Like, if one of us is going to get gangrene and die of sepsis or something, it'd be the slutty one. She'll probably do something stupid. That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> and there goes all of our female listeners. <laughs> This is over. In one episode, we've lost every listener we have. We've lost everybody, <laughs> including um, Linda. Hey, if Lin I was Dan if I was, was female, I'd fan, and he's no longer listening. If if I was female, I would pick the slutty dude. Whatever the slutty dude would be, Freddie Prince Jr. I don't know, one of them. It's Fuck almost them. always Freddie Prince Jr. Thing. Isn't it? No, no, no. Freddie Prince lives. You got to go for Ryan Phillippe. Freddie Prince yeah, lives. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Fair yeah, just the slutty, slutty dude in one of the horror movies. In the, there's like a bunch of them in the Final Destination. One of them, just they're all of them. He's stupid. Don't they all die. In Final young, dumb, full of cum, and it, you know, young, dumb, full of cum. And if I'm female, I'd fuck him. There you go. Same shit. I'm equal opportunity. <laughs> this podcast has gone for like I don't know what to say. Now. This is, this is. You, at right? least you're set, you're telling the truth. And that's all we want on the popcorn podcast. So thank like, you. But, but, uh, but what have other people? What have other people said? Really, like 
No, no, you know what? People have said it. Like, people have said that. And and people have tried to... Uh, when it, well, sorry, they haven't said that. But they they tend to say things in a, a little bit more of a tactful way. You know, <sighs> like, uh, I'm trying to think of someone that you're... Glenn, you know, that you're close with. Glenn will say, you know, Wonder Woman, he'll be like, you know, because she's uh, attractive and she uh, is strong and can she do rapes. things around there. Well... Yeah, now now that the rape option is available with Wonder Woman, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, I forgot about that bit. <laughs> now you brought that back up. But you can't pick Wonder Woman because she's super strong. She'd just break your pelvis. You just she'd fuck you once and you'd die. Why would you do that? No, she she had sex with Chris Pine. Glenn Glenn would be okay. He works out. <laughs> Chris Pine died twice. Yeah, but not from not from. Uh, fornication <laughs> he, got, he got exploded actually uh, um actually, i who, i really else, have a lot of wonder woman uh, a couple of people have picked wonder woman so there you go you know what i don't understand why people don't have a problem with the wonder woman character she met a dude for like two weeks she had sex with him once and then he's the love of her life for the rest of her life isn't that weird she kind of flirts with batman later on though i think she like like and in the in the cartoons she's like kind of her and Batman have a thing like her and Bruce Wayne so there you go she was also this in in Wonder Woman one she was the strongest woman in the world but she needed this generic white guy to save her life at the end huh don't don't you don't need to say it's a white guy you don't need to do this <laughs> Sid Sid why am I answering all of this stuff. Come on, because see, I have no Wonder opinion, Woman. and I'm staying. I'm staying well away from this. I haven't seen the new Wonder Woman. No, no, this is Wonder Woman one. Like at the end, yeah. like yeah, she could have flown Sid that plane. It would have exploded. It would have exploded, and she would have just dusted herself yeah, off. Probably. Why did she need Steve Trevor to fly the fucking plane? Why did he need to save her fucking life? I don't know. Do you know Paul? why? Because it's a narrative, Paul. It's a movie. That's how we get storylines. Don't going. ruin movies for everyone on popcorn. Wow. All right, everybody, go out and watch Wonder Woman Rape City. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Can I be honest? Can I be honest? If you told everyone that listens to this, you know, go and watch the the Wonder Woman um, where she r- rapes a guy, they're all fucking watching it tomorrow. They're paying the the twenty dollars or whatever for on demand or or whatever it costs, and they they're watching Wonder Woman right now. So you've done Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers a great service. Well done. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you're, because there's you're nothing actually, else going for that movie. Yeah, you're going. You're working for HBO Max. I know you are. Yeah. Paul, what an honor having you on this episode. <laughs> uh, is this episode going to air? Because I have taped. Uh, is this like the fourth episode? Like four, pod, four podcasts I've taped with you and none of them have ever seen The Live Day. Oh, we're going to bring that up, like, going to, Is like, that what we're going to do? Your fault. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, we do do a lot of podcasts that never see The Live of Day. I just wonder, like, how many of them This one that will be air. Doing? It'll come out on our, our episodes come out on Thursday evenings, Australian time. And this one will air, and uh, I'm sh- I'll, I will I will see if I need a little bit more time. Considering I think I'll have to edit a lot in this one, so it'll take some time. I, I I'm just hoping that um, it's just a lot of me going well, and then pause, and then 
Yep. And Linda. But <laughs> Linda. No, Michael Jordan. Remember? Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I, 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 look, we haven't struggled for content and and different um, names of the podcast, so. That's good. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I don't know where to You're go. You're welcome, C Money. C <laughs> Money. Twenty dollar bill. C yeah, Money and the glass. Uh, all right. I think it's time. It's it's getting late and yeah. Sid needs to go to bed. So I think it's time for some Instagram recommendations. Yeah. Uh, Sid, we'll start with you, mate. Yep. My Instagram recommendation for this week is uh, and again, I hope it hasn't been taken, is dial underscore log. Um, this is just a, an Instagram I found, uh, which a few, I think a few of our members also follow. Just take some really, really nice photos, mostly of like cl- more classic watches. It has some really nice um, Cartiers specifically um, and just some awesome watch photography and some cool watches that maybe uh, not everyone has seen before or not everyone's really familiar with that I think deserve um, a bit more of a, Limelight. So it's a dial, D-I-A-L underscore log, L-O-G. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Paul. Um, shit, I didn't read your thing properly. I thought we were just going to recommend my my Instagram. but um, We can do that if you okay. want. Okay. No, no, that's all right. Uh, um, I that's recommend an Instagram called, called kickpunch.se. So K I C K P U N C H dot S E. Um, it's basically uh, this Swedish artist guy, and he does horror movie like themed posters using your favorite cartoon characters. So I recently bought one of his t-shirts uh, of the Human Centipede, and it's basically Eeyore, Tigger, and uh, Piglet, so Human Centipede style. Yeah. This is cool. If you will. And yeah. also kind and of creepy, t-shirts? but it's very cool. Yes. Yes, he does. I really want that Nightmare on Elm Street one. That's really cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good so, one. Uh, I will share this on my stories. This is good. So, yeah, that's my, that's my choice. That's pretty dope. Cool. I like it. Hey, what's that artist you were talking about before with the um, that does the watch? Oh, Mad Saki? Mad Saki? How do you spell it? M A. Because so, I follow him. M A D S A K I. And that is my Instagram recommendation for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Saki. Yeah, really cool artist. I do follow him, so I just couldn't find him. Um, and he he does. So he's like I think Paul could probably speak to him a little bit better than I can actually. Um, but he's you know Japanese contemporary street artist. Um, and does some really cool watch style photos, as, uh, like pictures as well. Uh, notably, he did like a Zeitwerk one last year. I know that got a lot of um, got a lot of love from Langer itself. And he's done some like cool Seiko ones and Fatic ones. But he draws those dials in his own style. But they're just like iconically awesome. So. Um, Paul, yeah. have you got anything more um, you can say about Matsaki? 
Uh, he sells those prints for like $4,000 and I was the idiot that was able to buy. Uh, I could have bought a Rolex one last year and I was like, uh, no, it's $4,000. That's stupid. But now they sell for about $8,000. So I'm an idiot. But um, yeah, if you are able to buy one of them prints, uh, they do go up in price. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And and when you and he write... just recently did a uh... sorry. No, I was just gonna say when you write Mads M A D S to find Madsaki, Mads Mikkelsen comes up just underneath. So two for the price of one. Did they show the scene where he's fucking people and killing them at the same time? And killing they don't. People? But highly recommend another round <sighs> where he's drinking a lot of booze. <laughs> well, Paul, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at photomonkey with a three instead of e. So p h t uh, sorry p h o t o m o n k three y. And um, if you just want to see pictures of me um, of my uh, photos of like models and stuff, then it's Pixel Monkey, which is at p i x three l m o n k three y. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Um different stuff as well <laughs> not, not, not not stuff to share with your wife i guess um, oh, my, my wife has been on sh- on shoes before and yeah, she's like oh, you well, could do this yeah. Yeah. cool you could do this as much as you want sid <laughs> i'm at sid.pad s-i-w-d.p-a-d and i'm at charat sir can can you guys change your Instagrams to see money in the glass? Like, will it work? <laughs> I promise. I think the glass is taken. See money in the glass is pretty. Sid good. the glass. Sid the glass is not taken. Sid the glass. I'm pretty sure is available. Sid the, Sid glass, the glass sounds like a cartoon. Sid the glass is available, but it, it is. Uh, it, it does sound like a cartoon. It does sound no, like. No, just right. Sid the glass. It does sound like you can't take a punch. That's when I think of someone like being glass. It's just like that guy just has got a glass. Sid, if you if you have your thing, because the Instagram profile says your name uh, like your Instagram first, right? So if you wrote Sid the glass, and then underneath it you wrote for all them thirsty bitches, there you go. I'm definitely not doing that, but I appreciate the suggestion. <laughs> Sid's so got a real job to worry about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Paul, I think I think uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back on because um, we're going to have to talk about Asian movies because apparently I said bad things or something. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that wasn't the one that we were doing. You wanted to do something else. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I wanted to do um, Hollywood um the, like what was it like yeah yeah hollywood, hollywood themes was or it? something and it was just yeah hollywood like, trends it was really it was pretty hard it wasn't that hard no well we could do it but like it's not easy it's not yeah easy. I, it's I think not getting that, 15 would be a struggle <laughs> <laughs> it's not as interesting yeah, as lin dang and you know the uh, contention uh, you should call him by his by his full title lin dang the michael jordan bamington from now on, I will. Yeah. And whenever you refer to Michael Jordan, you should go Michael Jordan, the Ling Dang of basketball. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Until LeBron wins six, right? 
yeah, yeah, and and you know Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordan and or Lindang of golf. Uh, Paul Paul Nian, the Lindang of shit talking. <laughs> All right, wow, Paul, thank you so much for coming. It's well, been a lot of fun, you, buddy. Um, and to everyone else. As you know, Fifth Thrist is by the community, for the community. So check us out on Instagram at Fifth Thrist. Jump on the website, fifthrist.com. Make an honest review. Paul, love to see your review on fifthrist.com. And jump <laughs> on the Slack group. Hey, does this does this mean I get to go to barbecues now? Is this how it works? Like once I go on this podcast, I start getting invited to Fifth Thrist barbecues and shit? Yes, uh, yes, that's, that's exactly what I, what's That's going. what I was here for. But I'll see you at the Sweet. next Red Bar thing, because we Red Bar yeah. too. But yeah, no, no, you, yeah, yeah. Well, you need to come. You need to come to a, a fifth rest event. I think you'll have a good time. Oh shit! Uh, I was gonna tell you, boys. You're 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 invited to my house this uh, Sunday to watch the UFC if you're around. I appreciate that. I'm about is 2, that to all of our listeners as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, if they know where I live, go for it. Fucking, I don't give a fuck. Guys, just DM me. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> or check him out. Everyone's invited at uh, Paul's house this weekend for the UFC. I know for a fact, Paul, very good host, very generous. Um, he will feed and water you well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, please. Uh, uh, are you going to tell it. the listeners uh, my delivery trick? Go on. Go on. All right. To all the listeners out there, if you ever want free food, uh, especially KFC, what you do is you go on Deliveroo and you pick the furthest Deliveroo from your house and you order from that Deliveroo because furthest Deliveroo KFC. delivers by bicycle. Yeah, yeah furthest KFC or whatever food you want uh, because they deliver by bicycle and they never get there on time and it's always free. You're welcome. <laughs> I've seen this in person. It, it actually has worked. It does work. Paul feeds a, a group of people and seems to get his money back. So... Um, yeah, so just just DM me for this address. I don't want to record it, um, and uh, or, or at Photo Monkey, you know. And yeah, that's for everyone that wants to go to Paul's place on the weekend, and of course follow Fifth Wrist on Instagram. Like, subscribe, and review for our podcast. Um, there's a lot of great shows coming out, and uh, thank you, Paul. We're out. Oh, I'm, Thanks, I'm Paul. gonna I'm gonna write a review. Cool. Write a review and, of course, stay on time. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn is the Lindang of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about black people. When stuff goes down, we keep our cool. Maybe, but not like Asians. We never panic. Yeah, right. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. I seen the movie. You be, Gayaka, Gayaka!